And we are live. How's everybody doing tonight? My name is Anthony Brian Logan, and you're watching and or listening to ABL Live. Thank you for joining me tonight. You could be almost anywhere in the world, but you're right here with me live on the show, and I appreciate y'all for that. We got a whole lot going on all over the internets, all over mainstream media, social media, all that good stuff. And where do we begin? Shout out to the Dave Chappelle attacker. First, he wasn't going to go to the penitentiary or jail or anything at all beyond what he's doing until they went ahead and just said, you know what? Hey, there's an attempted murder charge that he committed allegedly back in December 2021. Let's get him for that. So now he may go to the penitentiary for that, but not for the Chappelle attack. Although he was probably armed with the same knife he stabbed that dude with last year. We'll talk about that in a minute. Also... Hillary Clinton, as we all know, is the one who put out that story about Trump and the so-called, quote-unquote, Kremlin-backed Alpha Bank. But we all knew that. It's just now coming out. You know, that the government are always late to the party, but gives information. Like, we've been known about UFOs. We got all kind of documentaries and specials and everything else about UFOs. We know about the fake moon landing and Area 51, how it was the soundstage. We knew about all that stuff, and then they'll come to us 100 years later talking about, oh, yeah, by the way, did you know about this? No, nah, we didn't know about it. We've just been ignorant for the past 100 years. We'll talk about that in a minute. Also, shout out to Bill Maher destroying the whole LGBT movement. We'll talk about all those things and more on tonight's episode of ABL Live. And thank y'all again for being here. You guys are the best audience anywhere in the internet, so I couldn't do it without you. If you enjoy what you have heard thus far, if you enjoy the content in general, if you are subscribed to the channel, please go ahead and give the video a thumbs up, like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. And if for some reason you're not subscribed to the channel, go ahead and do that for me. It's absolutely free. I thank you if you did. Also, this is a podcast we're recording live right now. So if you want to hear the replay without having to really put a hammering on your bandwidth limit, you could go to your favorite audio streaming platform whether they be Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, Apple iTunes, etc., and search ABL Live. I'll pop right on up. This show will be available at 8 a.m. tomorrow, Eastern Time, so you can have the replay at your convenience, in your earphones, for free, on your favorite audio streaming platform. And the link will always be in the description box beneath this video. And when you're over there, and if you listen to me right now on your audio streaming platform, please give me a five-star rating or review. Whatever you can, I most certainly appreciate it. Also, shout out to the sponsors, of course. You guys know how I do every single show. Shout out to BHEdesigns.com. They make these beautiful handmade wooden flags on the right behind me. I got two right here that I had made for myself. You could get these or whatever you desire for yourself. Just go to the website, hit them up. B-H-E-D-E-S-I-G-N-S.com. Again, the link for that website will always be in the description box right below this video. And if you listen to audio only, there should be some kind of description section somewhere. It'll be right there as well. Also, shout out to PatriotPost.us, your best source of news and information that exists anywhere on the Internet. They've been around for a very long time. They're a very well trusted and respected source. Check them out through the link in the box. And of course, you got to go to my website, right? You got to go to my regular website, anthonybelogan.com. For each 
video I produce, I write an article and I always link sources in the article. I'll link to the original video, to the original story. I'll give you whatever I got. It'll be right there on the website and it comes straight from me. No censorship. I could put whatever I want on there. As long as I ain't talking about how to cook meth or something crazy, it'll be right there on the website, anthonyblogan.com. Also go to my contact page on anthonyblogan.com. AnthonyBlogan.com forward slash contact. You can find my email, my snail mail, my social media accounts, aside from YouTube, my Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that's right there on the contact page on AnthonyBlogan.com. One more time, that is A-N-T-H-O-N-Y, the letter B-L-O-G-A-N.com. Also go to the merch website, ablmerch.com. We got hats, t-shirts, stickers, hoodies, mugs, and more all on the website. Whatever you want is right there for you ablmerch.com you always got more merch on the way more merch is in the shipping container as we speak coming from right here right where i'm at all right so we, we got quite a few things on deck um a lot of you guys have seen this whole thing about the monkey pox um <laughs> that is ridiculous now you know what's funny about the monkey pox they're not telling you how that actually happened or where the outbreak came about. I'm reading as I do. I'm a reader. These glasses just ain't for fashion. I'm not trying to be fashion forward. I'm not trying to be Mr. Hip or anything like that with these glasses. I need them to be able to read and see and drive and all that good stuff. But the way that they said the outbreak happened, well, outbreak is kind of being used a little bit loosely because there's only been two confirmed cases. They said it was like a gay bathhouse type situation. They said it was a, a, a fetish, a, a bathhouse fetish that started it. I'm not making it up. Matter of fact, I'm a, I'm a, I'll pull up a story. It won't be graphic, I promise. It won't be nothing, no extra stuff. It'll be uh, family friendly. But basically, people being in... Um, okay, so... <laughs> So they got it. They got it family friendly on Reuters and Daily Mail. I'll pull up two articles for you guys, so you guys know I'm not just making this up. I, I'm de- I'm being dead serious. Okay, so let's 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 pause. Hold on one second. Let me let me get myself together. So Daily Mail says, hold on. Spain tracks monkeypox. Cases back to a quote sauna. They got they got the word sauna in all caps and in quotation marks. Okay, so Spain tracks monkeypox cases back to a quote sauna as nation becomes center of the world's growing outbreak. While the World Health Organization convenes emergency meeting in the Netherlands becomes twelfth country to detect virus. So they got thirty cases in Spain, and almost all of it occurred in Madrid and. Young, gay, and bisexual men, and they all attended the same sauna. I did not make it up, did I? I never make stuff up. People, they always question me. They be like, hey, man, that's not true. You made that up. I'm reading it right here. Maybe I don't know how to read. Maybe I've forgotten how to read in my advanced age at 37 years old. But I think that I'm reading the correct thing right here, okay? They said it all occurred in Madrid among young, gay, and bisexual men, and they all went to the same sauna. Huh? So now you got monkeypox. <laughs> now you got the monkeypox. That's that's what's going on. All right. Now sauna 
in Spain describes places popular with gay men just looking to, you know, to, to do to do rather than just a bathhouse. Nah, they, they're trying to actually get some action. So that's what's going on. That's how the monkeypox thing spread. So when you read in news articles and they're not really telling you exactly what's going on, it's because they don't want to blame the LGBTQ element of P community. That's why. That is why. Matter of fact, here's another one. Here's another article from Reuters. It says Spain monkeypox cases tally reaches 30, mostly linked to sauna. Okay, so that's what's going on. So when you see the word sauna and monkeypox, don't just think, oh, they in there just, you know, like, like it's a regular gym sauna and it's the old dude with his stuff hanging out. No, no, no. It's, it's young gay men in there doing whatever they do with each other. And that sparked the whole monkeypox situation. That's what did it. Okay. That is what happened. Same way AIDS started. That's correct. That is correct. Oh, but we can't, we can't say that though. You know, if, if you are a rapper by the name of the baby, remember he got in trouble for saying that when he was like, Hey, if you're not HIV positive, put your lighters in the air. If you're not X, Y, and Z, this, that, and the third dealing with that particular group over there, put your lighters in the air. Oh, you got in big trouble. How dare you link these two communities together, although they've been historically linked. Although at the outbreak of this particular thing, they were linked together. That's how the whole thing started, right? And even to this day, the way that HIV is, just according to science and the way that stuff spreads, if you're not an IV drug user or if you're not a homosexual man, you probably have next to no chance of catching it because you're not going to be dealing with people that have it. That's just the reality. What they say, they say that if you are um, a gay or bisexual black man, you have a one in two chance of catching HIV. I did not mistake what I said. I did not make a mistake. One in two, 50% chance. If you are a gay or bisexual Hispanic man, you got a one in um, four chance. So 25% chance of catching HIV if you are in that community. That's just the reality. So I'm not really sure how monkeypox actually spreads. Like if it's just, um, if it's like the same way as HIV, but I do know how it started and the articles right there prove it. Okay. So that's that. So if you're wondering what's going on with monkeypox, there you have it. Now they said that, um, there's no vax for the monkeypox, but they said that it's also linked to smallpox. So if you ever had a smallpox vax, then you, may have some kind of protection against it. But I tell you what, though, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you this right here. If they talk about go get the monkeypox vax, I refuse. Uh, just just hear me right now. Hear me clearly on um, Al Gore's internets. I'm not getting any kind of vax for monkeypox, okay? I'm not going to no sauna. I'm not going to no um, uh, glizzy retreat. I'm not going to do it, so... I'm not getting the vax. I'm, I'm cool. I'll just stay away from certain areas and protect myself. You know, if I got to put on some body armor or whatever it is, I, I'll do that. I'm not getting no vax. Point blank, period. And if I already had a smallpox vax when I was a little boy, I'm going to cite that. Right? It's science. It's, it's in the same family of viruses, smallpox, monkeypox. It's like the same type of thing. So I'd be like, look, man. When I was a little boy, I already had the um the smallpox vax. 
when I was in eighth grade or whatever, they give it to me. So I'm, I'm, I'm good to go. I don't need nothing else. As a matter of fact, I ain't going to say that. I'm going to just say, hey, man, I'm not going to take that. And if you want to try to force me to take it, well, man, hey, it's, it's going to be a bloody battle. I'll tell you what. It's going to be a battle to the bitter end. To the bitter, bitter end. I refuse. We've already gone through this with the whole uh, C-19. I did not take that. It, it, it didn't matter what kind of fear migrant campaign you put out there. It didn't matter how you tried to shame me, how you tried to embarrass me, how you tried to mock me. It didn't work. So it's definitely not going to work for this. And if, it's, if you said you got to get locked down again, no, I'm, I'm not getting, I'm not going to get locked down. It's not going to happen. Okay. If the Waffle House closes down, I'm going to the Waffle House and I'm cooking my own food and we're going to have a nice night out. Oh, we're having a nice night out. I'm not going to get locked down. Okay. If they shut in the airports down, well, Microsoft Flight Simulator, here I come. We're going to be flying through the friendly skies. I'm getting from point A to point B regardless of what's going on. So it just it is what it is, man. So don't, don't even try to shut that down. Just don't do it because we're not going for it. We're not going for it. Now, some people, they feel like they, they might want to get shut down again because I think that they like um, not having freedom. But personally, I enjoy freedom, so I'm not going to have it interrupted anymore. And that's just what it is. Right? So, again, thank y'all for being here. Definitely appreciate you guys. If you like what you're hearing thus far, please give the video a thumbs up. That'll help me out tremendously. Oh, and you guys are funny because when they were talking about the monkeypox, you guys said the K is silent. You understand? So monkeypox, they're trying to get money again. And people, if you scare them enough, they'll give you all the money you got and they, they, they have in their pocket. They, they'll give you their whole life savings if they're scared enough. Even if it doesn't work, it doesn't matter. People still wearing masks to this day. And they'll, even if they can't afford to buy a mask, they'll buy the KN95 or whatever respirator. Even though it doesn't work, doesn't do anything, they'll still buy it because their fear is driving their financial decisions. I refuse to do that. That's right, Gary Davis. We are not doing this again. I refuse. I know you guys refuse as well. We're, we're, we're not going to do it. All right. So we got a, we got quite a few things going on here. So shout out to um, Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton has, Hillary Clinton could do whatever she wants, apparently. Could do whatever she wants. Um, so now it's come out through kind of a roundabout way because there's, there's a trial going on. And it's not necessarily directly about Hillary Clinton, but it's about, what was it, a, a lawyer or somebody of hers, Sussman? And through that trial, it came out that Hillary Clinton was the one who signed off on putting a story out there about Trump being linked to Alpha Bank, which is so-called Kremlin-backed. Therefore, there was some kind of server that, I don't know what the story was. It was a server that linked to the bank. I don't know how that makes any sense. The, the story didn't make sense from the beginning. Just like the whole, the fan fiction thing, Christopher Steele talking about some, um, what he had some some he had some ladies of the night pee on the bed in Moscow, the same bed that Barack Barack Obama and Michelle Obama would sleep on. Like who? The the story didn't make no sense. It's like okay, check it out. If you go to a hotel room and somebody didn't pee in the bed, you're not gonna be able to smell that. Just just a, a, a quick logical look at that story. It didn't make any sense at all. 
Not in the least bit. But yet, they ran with it. And they made whole stories about it. And the whole Alpha Bank story, that didn't make sense. Secret servers going to a bank, that didn't make any sense. But that didn't stop the media from publishing it. That didn't stop them from putting that story out there right when the election was happening. The story about Alpha Bank, that came out October 31st, 2016, right before the November election. I'm talking about not even the week before. A few days before the election, that story came out like it was true. And then that led to the whole Mueller investigation. It took two years, $40 million, hundreds of subpoenas. People's lives got ruined as a result of that. All to find a big fat goose egg, nothing burger, zero zilch, nada. They found nothing on Trump. A lot of lives got ruined for no reason. You get in six days in the penitentiary for perjury, stupid stuff, right? Why would you get six days in the penitentiary for perjury? You, you don't typically spend less than one year in the penitentiary. Why would you get six days? The, the dumbest, worst waste of resources I've ever seen in my life was the whole Russia, Russia, Russia thing. But yet Hillary Clinton and her team, they're the ones that sparked it. And it was all because of it, it was an election thing. She was trying to win the election, trying to throw dirt out there. And she knew that the story could not be substantiated. They couldn't prove it, but it didn't matter. Put it out there to a reporter anyway, and let's see what happens. And that's what they did. And now that's come out years later. We knew back then that it was fake. We knew back in 2016 all this stuff was fake. But now here they come six years later literally talking about, oh, yeah, by the way, that was fake. Uh, you, you don't say. I am so surprised. Right? I, I am so totally surprised. Well, we all knew that. And I got to talk about this, though, because this story – about Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama and their little beef they had back in 2008, it gets underreported. I remember 2008 very well. I'm 24 years old. Matter of fact, I'm 23 that year. I turned 24 later on that year. I'm a, I'm a young man. Um, I'm not really politically knowledgeable at the time. I'm a, I'm, at this time, I'm an Obama fan. So I wanted Obama to win at this time. I voted for Obama in 2008. Again, I was young. I didn't know no better. I'm 24. 23, 24 years old. So I'm a I'm an Obama fan. My whole family's an Obama fan. We had um uh, an election party back in the day at my office. Shout out to PMG, shout out to everybody, Bird, everybody, Summer, Derek, if you're watching. But we had an office party. It was like 15, 20 of us. We had people that worked with us, clients, family, a little bit of everybody. We had food, drinks, everything. When Obama won, people were crying. People were crying in there. I'm talking about tears running down their face. It was crazy. So I remember that time, and I remember watching the election. I remember following the election. And I remember when the whole Bertha rumor came out in the 2007, 2008. And I remember Hillary Clinton's team put it out. I remember it might have been John Podesta or somebody. Could have been Terry McAuliffe because... Before Terry McAuliffe became the governor of Virginia, he was also Hillary Clinton's 2008 campaign manager. I remember that. So Terry McAuliffe ain't nothing but a D.C. swamp rat who went across the river to become the governor of Virginia. But anyway, I digress. The point is, I remember their team putting the Bertha rumor out because they were trying to secure the DNC nomination. Speaking about Hillary Clinton, they put that out there. And I remember being upset with Hillary Clinton for doing it. But then what did they say? Oh, no, nah, Trump is the one who put out the birther rumor. Trump's a racist. He put out the birther rumor. What? 
Hillary Clinton put that out in 2007, 2008, trying to gain a nomination from Barack Obama because he was so strong. They were trying to put out anything that they could to see if it would stick. She put it out there, but who gets blamed for it? Donald Trump. The same thing with the whole fake news thing. Remember, Hillary Clinton gave a speech on fake news about how it was a scourge and it was, it was a serious problem. She put out the whole fake news narrative, and then Donald Trump took it and ran with it. The same way he took the whole birther thing and ran with it. But who gets blamed for it? Donald Trump. Oh, he is saying that all the news is fake, and he is stoking a lack of confidence in the mainstream media. He's the reason why everybody's out here chanting fake news, fake news, fake news, when in reality it was Hillary Clinton and her team. They did a whole speech about it. I remember watching it with my own two eyes. She on a purple Mao Zedong tight pantsuit. I remember it like it was yesterday. And then Trump took it and ran with it. And then here we go again. Hillary Clinton is the one that put out the fake rumor about Trump and the Alpha Bank. But yet people want to say that Trump actually was linked to the Russians and he has something to hide all this day and the third. It's crazy how that works. But I think Hillary Clinton got so much leeway because she's part of the establishment. Okay. She's part of the machine. So whatever she does is not really a problem because she's linked in with the crowd. She's in the, in the who's who she, you know, can't, can do no wrong. So when people say that she needs to get locked up and whatnot, I believe she needs to get locked up, but let's be real. Is it going to happen? She's, she's too locked in. Trump would get locked up before Hillary Clinton. Although Trump did nothing because of the way the federales work. We see how corrupt the federales are. They they were trying to get Trump on anything. They were trying to get Trump on tax evasion. They had nothing. It Rachel Maddow produces taxes. They had like a 10 a 1099 or uh, a 1040 EZ stupid stuff. Okay, you're not going to find a thing on no 1040 EZ with a, a guy like Trump. You need to holler at his lawyer and get all of his all of his stuff. And it was so dumb because Trump put out an income disclosure form, which is all you really need. If you want, if you want to dig up some dirt, you can see where all his money comes from. You can see everything where it is. They totally ignored that because they went to tax form. Like that really meant something because they, they kept hanging their head on. Oh, Trump doesn't release his taxes. Let's see his taxes. Everybody puts their taxes out there. They kept hanging their head on that. Like it was something to actually be worried about. So then when they get a 1040 or a 1090, I think it was a 1040 EZ. When they finally got that, it's nothing because it was never going to be nothing. You're not going to find anything on there. But they hung their hat on that for so long, they had to produce it. And when nothing came of it, they just kind of shrugged it off. They, they play on the ignorance of the American people to string them along, thinking that if they were to get his taxes, they find some kind of bombshell when they were never going to find a bombshell because you're not going to find no bombshell and no 1040 form from a guy like Trump. But they kept putting it out there like it really meant something. Yeah, Hillary Clinton, I hate. The, the whole Clinton cabal, dangerous people, they'll kill you, they'll lie on you, and then the media will cover it up. They, they'll cover it up. There's been a, a, a wake of dead bodies behind them. I'm talking about just an endless stream of dead bodies, all the way from Arkansas to her being uh, the first lady, secretary of state, all of that. From just being in D.C., a string of dead bodies behind her. A string of people that remain quiet when they should say things that she has done. 
because they're the one to get retaliated against from the Clinton machine. That's what's going on. <laughs> Backup says a 1040 EZ is for a high schooler with no bills. Exactly. A 1044, like I got more than a 1040 and I'm nowhere near Trump level, but you're not going to find a thing on no 1040. <laughs> you're not going to find anything. What you're going to find? Maybe you might find um, at best somebody's um, scheduled tax payments, maybe if they do that. And a guy like Trump ain't going to do nothing like that. Trump's going to have a lawyer, a, a team of lawyers to ensure accountability. Once you got money like that, you can't just go on TurboTax or nothing. You got to have a team of lawyers to ensure um, compliance with the IRS. Y you have to, because if you don't, you're not, you're not going to be compliant. It could be one little small thing, small detail you miss. Now you're in prison. That's what happens. And it's so dumb because the IRS know all your money. They, they know so much about you. They want you to make a mistake so they can lock you up and then take more money. I, the IRS, the IRS is the worst. If I could, if you could, if, if you were to ask me, Hey, what would you want to have abolished? If you can have any government agency abolished, what would you abolish first? The IRS. I'd abolish quite a few government agencies, if not the entire federales, I might just ban the whole federal government, but not, not quite. Okay. Military for, to, for protection, stuff like that. Not intervention, but protection, but definitely I would abolish the IRS uh, the Department of Education, um, the Federal Reserve. I, I'd abolish quite a few agencies. Well, the Fed, not really government, but it is government, but different story. But right away, the IRS. You can't even call these people. I know people right now that are trying to call the IRS. I know, I know a guy who got his tax return, but they won't release it until he can verify his identification. And they say, hey, man, call this number. And verify your identification. He calls a number he can't get through. All right, go to this website and verify your identification. He goes to the website, it doesn't work. So they just got his money held up like that. Oh, and the way they did me, so I got a certain number, a certain dollar amount for a tax return, right? And they're supposed to deposit that to my account. Well, they put some of the money in their account, but they, they shortchanged me. They gave me like half of the money. So it's like, oh, is that, is that what we're going to do? You're going to give me some of the money? So that's, that's got to be enough. And if I call you, you're not going to answer the phone. If I write you a letter, you be like, oh, well, you already got it. No, I didn't already get it. I got some of the money. You can't just keep, like, thousands of dollars and be like, oh, no, nah, it's no big deal. You got some of the money. Just take that. The IRS I hate. I hate real bad. They're, they're the worst. They are the absolute worst. They'll take your money when you pay them and be like, oh, no, nah, we didn't get that, man. We're sorry. Take three years to get your money back that they owe you, and then they shortchange you. Oh, man, the absolute worst. Mike Obi says, I got put on hold for an hour. Well, did you did you get through? <laughs> because normally with me, they just hang up. Click. It, it, it just hang up. So everybody's saying half the money, me too. Amber, you saying me too? Same thing happened to you, Kevin. So exactly what I'm saying. It's not just me. This is all of us dealing with it. You, you can't get through to the IRS. They'll shortchange you your money. They, they, they're trash. So, yeah, I would abolish the, the IRS first right away because clearly they're not really doing a whole lot of good. You can't even talk to them. They're keeping your money. They're robbing you, barefaced, no pistol. It's a mess. All right. I am digressing. I understand, but that was just a little rant about the, um, about the federales. 
So the whole point is about Hillary Clinton. Um, she's like untouchable. She could do whatever she wants. The same thing with uh, Slick Willie. And it's funny how they talk about Russia, Russia, Russia. When they made so much money from Russia, I remember Slick Willie hearing about him going to Moscow doing speeches for like $500,000. $500,000 for a 30-minute speech. Now, what kind of speech can you give that's worth half a million dollars for 30 minutes? I mean, what is that really about? It seems like you're giving these speeches, quote-unquote speeches, in exchange for other things. Maybe when your wife is a secretary of state, you're exchanging influence there. Or maybe when, when you were the president, you're exchanging influence there. Same thing with, um, with uh, Joe Biden and Ukraine. And this whole thing about Ukraine and Russia is so silly because Ukraine ain't nothing but Russia part two. What they say, Ukraine stands for borderlands or the border. So they, they called it the Ukraine back in the USSR time because it was just a region in Russia. It was like the outer, the borderlands of Russia, the, the border of the Russian empire. That's what it was. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Y'all can correct me, but that's what it was. So we're giving out billions of dollars to um, baby Russia. You, you got, you got Belarus, um, what the white Russia or little Russia, Russia, and then border Russia. And they got some kind of fight going on and we're getting ourselves intertwined with that. For what reason? Why not get intertwined with any other conflict going on in the, in the world? You got conflicts happening right now in Asia and Africa and other parts of Europe, perhaps. But we're worried about Ukraine and Russia for what? It's because they launder a lot of money in Ukraine. We saw what's going on with Hunter Biden. Oh, and, and, the, and the federales now came out and said, oh, yeah, by the way, the Hunter Biden laptop, that's been verified. Hold on. Let me see if I can find that. Matter of fact, I don't think it was the federal. I think it was just, um, I think it was the news that came out and said that Hunter Biden laptop has been um, verified. Hold on. Let me see if I can pull it up right quick. So, hold on. Now it's Washington Post. So here's how the Post analyzed Hunter Biden's laptop. Two experts confirmed the veracity of thousands of emails, but say a thorough examination was stymied by missing data. I mean, they and they, they got the um the shop owner's uh, storefront. They, they call that shop owner a Russian asset, a liar, a hacker, all types of stuff. They, they call that man everything. And all he did was just do the right thing and go. He, he went to the Federalists with the laptop. How do you go to the feds with the laptop? that Hunter Biden left, they don't do anything with it. And then when the story comes out, you get attacked. It's like, I gave you the information. I gave you the laptop. You didn't call me a hacker. Then when I gave it to you, but when the story comes out that you didn't want to come out, now all of a sudden I'm a hacker. Now they got to come back two years later talking about, Oh, nah, everything is cool. Everything is fine. It's, it's so dumb. And that story right there that I just put on the screen was from March of 2022. But there was another story that came out recently. Hold on. Here's, here's another one right here. This is on Fox. It says, Hunter Biden saga, NBC News joins New York Times, Washington Post, Politico, and verifying laptop dismissed as Russian disinformation in 2020. And this, I think, is more recent. 
But it's like, why why come out now? So yeah, this this is May 20th, 2022. This is just yesterday. But we already knew this was the case. Why why come out now? Oh, because it's not going to hurt him. It's not going to hurt Joe Biden. Maybe they want Joe Biden to get out of there because he's looking like he's pretty much on his last leg. He's looking super decrepit, super old, right? He's about 78 going on 1,078. So they feel like he's on his last leg. So now they could come out and be honest about what's happening with the whole laptop situation, right? Yeah, Project Veritas, that's right, uh, Green Springs. They, Project Veritas, they were called hackers, all kind of stuff like that, with Ashley Biden's diary. But they came out with the diary. They had so much dirt on this man, Joe Biden, much more than they would ever have on Trump. They, they put out stuff talking about grabbing by the you-know-what. Just Hollywood set locker room talk stuff. But then when it came to um, the, the president, the, 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 the DNC nominee, his son smoking crack and getting kickback money from Joe because Joe was a vice president while he's at the same time a crackhead. Oh, we can't put that out there. That's just too much. That's just, that's going over the line. But you want to put out uh, tapes about Trump and grab him by the, you know what? And you want to put out stuff talking about uh, the, the Kremlin uh, backed alpha bank, all kind of stuff. It's so silly. I think one thing that Trump's presidency, um, it told us is how the federales really move and how they're really very corrupt. It, it definitely told us that. It gave, it gave us a crash course on how corrupt the federales are. 100%. Uh, Matt says, FBI agent joke, quote, nothing bad seems to happen to those who don't talk, unquote. That's when shop owner decided to make a copy of the drive. Wow. So would they, would they threaten him? <laughs> they, they threatened him, huh? He gave them the the uh, the drive, and I guess he realized that it wasn't going to come out from the federales. So now, all right, I got a copy of it, and we're, we're getting the story out there. We're, we're definitely getting the story out there, so nobody, so so they'll they'll know what's going on. So if I come up dead, they they're going to understand why. They're going to understand why, for sure. All right. So, yeah, um, Michelle Obama, I'm not really sure. Oh, I think Malia, what was that, Malia Obama? Her, her um, what was it, like a credit card or something was on Hunter Biden's laptop? I don't know what's going on with that, but we could put two and two together and get four. That's not necessarily a complicated math equation. All right, but thank y'all for being here yet again. You guys are the best audience anywhere on the internet. So if you enjoy what you're hearing thus far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all of that good stuff. Now, here's a good clip from Bill Maher. You guys may have seen my video today about that. YouTube was trying to hide it, of course. But Bill Maher, uh, people are trying to call Bill Maher a conservative. I don't think so. I don't think Bill Maher is a conservative. I think that Bill Maher is a normie liberal. And a lot of the liberals that you see nowadays, like the, the mainstream media version of liberals, are irregulars. They're irregular people. They're weird people. And they're being pushed to the forefront as normal, everyday liberals. But they're not normal, everyday liberals. And a lot of people, a lot of normies are kind of are kind of being pushed into following these irregulars. 
They're, they're being pushed into it. A few years ago, it wouldn't have been controversial to say that little kids shouldn't be put on hormone blockers or puberty blockers. That would not be something that was odd to say. I mean, like 2014, that wouldn't be odd to say. But now, in certain parts of the country, certain parts of the Democratic Party, that's, that's controversial. You can't say that. That's considered to be transphobic. But I don't, my thing is, look, man, if you want to be an adult and do stuff to your body, that's your business, right? You can do whatever you want. Remember the, the lizard man or whatever? He put ball bearings in his face and whatnot to give himself more of a lizard-like appearance. You want to dye your skin green to put ball bearings in your face and split your tongue. If you, if you do that as an adult, all right, man, go ahead. You look ridiculous, but that's just my opinion. My opinion shouldn't necessarily drive you if you want to do that to yourself as an adult. But I think we draw the line when it comes to little kids, though. I mean, what kind of what kind of person would put a child on hormone blockers or puberty blockers? I said that two years ago on Jubilee, and people were telling me, oh, man, you you thinking too much. You um, Ain't nobody going to put on no hormone blockers. But here we are. You got a whole TV show. What's that show? Um, Jazz. Jazz Jennings or whatever, the 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 um the little kid that quote unquote transitioned, and it was a whole show detailing the transition as a child. This this is not okay. It's not okay because kids go through phases, right? You might have a a little boy who might just feel kind of soft, might feel kind of feminine. That does not mean number one that he's gay. He might not even be gay. He might feel feminine because he still got his high voice and he. Ain't had his, you know, he's not had his growth spurt. He's not really got that testosterone kick. He's not had that yet because he's 10 years old and surrounded by women. When he gets to be 14 years old, all of a sudden he's six foot two and 200 and something pounds. He might not feel the same way no more because he's a, a, a developing child and things change. You go through phases. So if you're not even necessarily gay at that age, you're just kind of confused why would you think that you can be transgender at that age? And why would anybody allow you to go through that process at that age? If you're an adult, you do whatever you want to do. You call yourself the King of Zamunda, the Queen of Ireland, Anne Boleyn. I don't care what you call yourself. You're an adult. Go do that. If you're 12 years old, I think not. You can't get a tattoo under the age of 18. You can't drink a beer under the age of 18. You can't rent a car under the age of 25, but you could... You could chop your stuff off at, at, at 12. I think not. I think not. That was not something that was odd to say a few years ago. 2016, it wasn't odd to say. But now, 2022, depending upon where you are, like if you're living in California and you say something like that in Los Angeles out loud, you might must run to get the police called on you. So Bill Maher is just expressing um, a normie liberal perspective that was mainstream just about five, six years ago. So um, I'm going to play some of this. I can't put the video up because it is Bill Maher and they might try to strike me, but you guys can hear what's going on. Let me get a little bit of sound right here. All right. I might put the video up occasionally. And finally, new rule of something about the human race is changing at a previously unprecedented rate. We have to at least discuss it. Broken down over time, the LGBT population of America seems to be roughly doubling every generation. According to a recent Gallup poll, 
Less than 1% of Americans born before 1946, that's Joe Biden's generation, identify that way. So hold on, here's a, here's a chart. Let me see if I can put it up a little bit. So there, there's a chart right there. You see, silent generation right around 1940, you had 0.8% of the population that identified as LGBT. Okay, 0.8% in 1940. And let's see what he says as far as the growth of it, how that happened. 2.6% of boomers do, 4.2% of Gen X, 10.5% of millennials, and 20.8% of Gen Z. Now, look at this. Is that natural? Is that, is that natural, though, this chart? So in 1940, you go from 0.8% of the population identified as LGBT, 2.6% of boomers, 4.2% of Gen X, 10.5% of millennials, and 20.8% of Gen Z. And I think Gen Z, those are kids that were born like 1994, 1995. So that's, that's that generation. 20%. Now, obviously, if we just think for a moment, if you continue with the same rate of growth, it, it's, it's not possible to actually continue that because... This now we've we've gotten into an unnatural place. If you continue to growth all the way, what's going to happen? Let's let's play a little bit more. Which means if we follow this trajectory, we will all be gay in 2054. <laughs> so and there's how the whole thing. People are laughing in the audience, but that if you if you continue that same trajectory, obviously it's it's not going to be a thing that makes any sense. Like if you go from millennial to Gen Z, think about, okay, millennial generation, you're born like in 1980. That's the generation that was born from 1980 to like 1994. That's millennial. That's where I fall in. Okay, I'm an I'm a old millennial. I'm born 1984. So I'm, I'm like the first kind of wave of millennial. Michael Jackson, thriller millennial. So if from 1980 to 1994, the identifier went up 10%, Take that same rate of growth and apply it to the next few years. So they're saying by 2060, everybody's going to be gay. That's not possible. It's, it's, not, it's not possible. Because if everybody's gay, then how are you going to reproduce? How are you going to continue the population? There's always going to be people that are LGBT in the population, but not 20%, 41 not 100 Come on. Come on. It doesn't make any sense. So you can explain away some of this stuff with just um, natural occurrences. Maybe somebody's just born a certain way. They're born kind of feminine and they don't really feel masculine and they feel like more they identify with LGBT. Maybe you can explain it that way. I'm not really sure what science says, but maybe you could explain it that way because there's always going to be that undercurrent in society. But once you go above a certain number that could just happen naturally in nature, now you're talking about indoctrination. Now you're talking about children that are being brainwashed into it. Again, kids go through stuff. I think a lot of people that identify as LGBT are kind of, they're there for a moment, but they're not really, they don't really feel like they, they're not really there. They're there for a moment because they're confused. I've seen it happen. I've seen people that are, especially, especially women, they do it a lot. Well, they identify as LGBT, 
and then all of a sudden they got a family, they married with kids, and they don't identify that way no more. It happens all the time, all the time. But sometimes it might be a situation where they might be on the basketball team and there's a there's a culture of the LGBT and they kind of get sucked into it. Next thing you know, they, they got a girlfriend. I've seen it happen over and over and over again. So at a certain point, what's going on? Now, Bill Maher is just asking, hey, is, is this natural or is it something that is being taught to children? Is it a fad? It, exactly, Living Legend 3. It, it's, it's a fad. It's a fad. Some people may genuinely feel like they're LGBT, but some people don't really. They're just kind of going with the flow. There, there's a lot more here. Hold on. Let me see if I could play it. Give me one second here. Let me just refresh. And if you like what you heard so far, please give the video a thumbs up. The answer can always be that anyone from a marginalized community is automatically right, trump card, mic drop, end of discussion. Because we're literally experimenting on children. Maybe that's why Sweden and Finland have stopped giving puberty blockers to kids. Because we just don't know much about the long-term effects. So shout out to Sweden and Finland for understanding. It's like, let's, let's not do this to kids. Again, this wasn't really a thing that was too controversial a few years ago. If you want to be an adult and do something to yourself, okay. But leave the kids out of it. So I'm glad they stopped doing that. I wonder if the people that support Ukraine and they support Sweden and Finland joining NATO, I wonder if they're familiar with this thing where they're stopping the puberty blockers. Do you think they would turn against them if they found this out? Even if it meant that they, they couldn't join NATO and they couldn't join in the fight against Russia and defending Ukraine. I wonder how that whole thing would work. Although common sense should tell you that when you reverse the course of raging hormones, there's going to be problems. We do know it hinders the development of bone density, which is kind of important if you like having a skeleton. <laughs> exactly. People are laughing, but he's dead serious. Oh, here's, here's, here's another one right here. Hold on. Let me get that uh, refreshed. Because I'm playing a Twitter video. It's kind of weird. And finally, new rule of something. Hold on. Matter of fact, I might have just go play the YouTube video because I can't really seek on this one. Yeah, let's pull a YouTube video up right quick. One thing he wants to say right here that I'm going to pull up is how there's this um this this pride march and in the pride march they um they they don't really have anybody that's like, like a regular gay male <laughs> they got everybody else but gay males in in the pride march march him chase by the way has just been named one of the grand marshals of this year's new york city pride march along with three other trans people and a lesbian. Huh, what's missing here? Oh, right, a gay man. So I guess this person right here is transgender. I guess that's a biological woman, but now identifies as a male. But the LGBT community has become so radicalized, the same way the left has become radicalized. If you're just a regular gay male, you don't even qualify to be 
a headliner at a gay pride march. You see what I'm saying? You got to be, you got to be that 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 new that new wave. You got to be super LGBT. What what they say? Um, dark maga. You got you got to be um ultra LGBT to be even considered to be a headliner of their particular events. That's where we are now. Gay men aren't hip enough for the gay pride parade. (laughs) Compared to trans, gay is practically cis, and cis is practically Mormon. All right, so there's a little bit more of a play. Did I move on? And who now says, I think it's gone too far. Matter of fact, that might be it. Hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Other solutions besides hand new cell phones. Uh, I think that's pretty much all I wanted to play. There, there's more I had in my um on the video, but Bill Maher, Bill Maher is sounding like a conservative to people, but he's just a regular normie liberal, regular normie liberal, and that's just what it is. Uh, somebody asked if I had plans for Juneteenth. Actually, no, because Juneteenth. See, now I'm going to get real dark. It might have been a joke, but I'm going to get real dark because Juneteenth, normally throughout my childhood, we did celebrate that because that was my dad's birthday and also my uncle's birthday. So my, my dad's uncle, not my dad's brother. They're not twins or nothing. This is um my dad's mom's brother, right? But they're all gone now. Dad's gone, granny gone, my uncle gone, everybody's gone. So I'll go to my aunt and uncle's house in D.C. and... They both passed, and my dad's gone too. So Juneteenth, I don't think I'll be doing anything for Juneteenth because what what would I, I what things I'll be normally be doing I can't. So yeah, it got it got real dark. It got real dark real quick. But I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna turn it around. I promise. I'm, I'm gonna turn it around. Keep on on a positive note. So let's talk about speaking about uh dark. Let's talk about AOC attacking Christians over abortion. How about that? That's that's more of a um a lighter subject than um, the Juneteenth situation. So AOC wants to attack Christians. And you know what? I never see people that attack religion. They never attack anyone else other than Christians. They never attack Islamic people or Islam in general. And it's weird because I get the feeling they think that Christianity is a white man's religion and Islam is a brown man's religion, which is which is silly because there are just many practitioners of uh, Christianity and Islam in places like Africa and Asia. You know, it's Christians everywhere all over Asia. I saw a Singaporean man on the airplane um, praising Jesus with a whole band and everything else. So it's it's a dumb thing to think. You got over a billion practitioners of each of Islam and Christianity. And you got them all over the world, not just in Europe or Saudi Arabia or somewhere like that for Islam. They're all over the place. You got a lot of people here in the United States that practice Christianity, Islam and everything. South America, Australia, everywhere. So now, of course, you're not going to have, you know, the... Afghanistan type stuff over here 
but you do have people that practice Islam and Christianity all over the world. So, but I think the reason why they don't attack people that are Islamic is because they don't want to get a loud walk bar, right? They don't want to get the Aloha snack bar. They don't want to get that. And they think that Christianity is more of a white man's religion, which is, again, the dumbest thing in the world. When you're talking about black folks in America, what do we practice most of the time? 99% Christianity. You might have some guys that practice nation of Islam, but that's Christianity too, for real, for real. They read from the Bible. Have you ever been to like a mosque, like an Islamic, um, not not a, not a regular mosque or a masjid. I'm talking about like a um, like a nation of Islam mosque. A lot of times they got the King James Bible in there. You know, I, I didn't see Farrakhan read from the Bible during Savior's Day. <laughs> so mo- most of us, even if we say that we're Muslim, we still are Christian. So it's weird. But people like AOC want to talk about how she's all down for the black man, all this, that, and the third, but continuously attacks the religion that 90% of us practice. It, it makes no sense, but whatever. So she did um, go ahead and attack Christianity over the issue of abortion. Let me see if I can pull it up right quick. Give me one second. Oh, here we go. Here's a video for you guys. For people who say, oh, but you're, you know, you're you're harming a life. I believe this is life. Well, some religions don't. So how about that? Our Jewish brothers and, and sisters, they are able to have an abortion according to their faith. You know, there are so many faiths that do not have the same definition of life as fundamentalist Christians. And so we, how, what about their rights? What about their right to exercise their faith? It's ridiculous. And it is, it's, it is theocratic. It's authoritarian. It is wrong. For people who So, okay, a couple of things here. First of all, she's doing the white supremacy hand gesture. Did anybody catch that? I guess it's okay when you, you do that if you're AOC. That's totally fine. Remember that whole phase uh, that, that might have been some years ago now where they actually came out and said that if you do this, if you do the, if you do the, the okay symbol, it, it really means white power. Like they had a whole diagram and everything where they, they were, they were drawing lines from the fingers and from the, the, the circle and your, and your, 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 um, your index and your thumb talking about that, that creates the P and white power that the dumbest thing in the world but what was dumber was people that actually went for it and they really believed in it. And they thought that that was a serious thing. And if you did that on TV, these pundits would go on television and talk about how you were racist. It was the stupidest thing, but people, they, they ate it up. They ate it up. Like it was the gospel. But anyway, I digress. Um, another thing she has on this shirt, which I'm sure is some merch that she's trying to sell because the shirt it's a ice machine and it has the words ice on it. Like that'd be outside of a seven 11 or whatever, quick trip, wah, wah, whatever. And it has spray painted on it. The word abolished or abolished. Pardon me. It's backwards. Of course, because the camera is flipped that she's on, but it says abolished ice. That's definitely merch. She's trying to sell. Cause somebody's going to want that shirt. And that's what that is. So this is um, a merch plug. And also, Wait for her to get herself out there a little bit more, right? But I hate when people make this argument, people that um, are anti-religion like AOC is or anti-Christianity, 
they make this argument coming from the place of religiosity, but um, that's not even what it's about. Like, I'm not, I'm not religious person. That's not really my thing. I respect Christianity, but I'm not religious myself. Um, the issue of abortion is not a religious argument. Well, it can be a religious argument, but it's not really one when you're talking about just basic logic. Put it to you like this. Religion says, thou shalt not kill, right? We're talking about the Ten Commandments, but not, thou shalt not kill. However, it's still illegal to kill somebody, regardless of whether you're religious or not. It doesn't make a difference if you're religious. You're still illegal to kill somebody. So you can't say, oh, well, the reason why you can't kill somebody is because of your religion. No, it's because it's illegal. You can't just take human life like that. We got to respect each other as human beings. So you can't just take life like that. Religion, nothing to do with it. Same thing with abortion to me. You're talking about killing a human life. Religion is not necessarily a thing that matters here. When you're talking about a baby being a baby. Because the question is, when is a baby a baby? That's a question I always ask these people. And they can never come up with a solution, with, with an answer. They can never really answer the question. When is a baby a baby? Uh, 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 they always tend to really, if you really get down to the bottom of it, they'll say when the baby is born. But obviously that can't be the correct answer because so what is a baby before the baby is born? When you see a Rihanna walk around here with her belly out like a truck driver for six months, what is she showing? A clump of cells until the baby is born? So when the baby, like, okay, you got the mother in labor, right? She's starting to dilate. And the baby is just not out of the birth canal. It's not a baby at that point. But once it exits the birth canal, just a few inches out, all of a sudden now it's a baby. What was it before it exited the birth canal? How did it exit the birth canal? I mean, and you, you see you see the sonogram. You see the the ultrasound or whatever of the baby. You can see all the limbs and the, and the, and the, um, the organs and everything else. You can see all of that going on. The baby's kicking, the baby's doing all that kind of stuff. The baby's growing inside the womb. So at what point is the baby a baby? If somebody wants to say that at eight months gestation, the baby's not a baby because the baby's not born, that's just silly. You can physically see the baby inside the womb with the sonogram, and you can see that it's a, it's a human being. It's just at an early stage of development. You can also have babies that are born premature, five months um and gestation and be born and live perfectly fine. So the the answer is that a baby is a baby at conception. That's just really it. Some are going to try to argue that point, talking about 12 weeks, 13 weeks. Well, how is baby different at 13 weeks versus 12 weeks? There's different levels of development, but the child is still developing. And then some are going to say, well, the reason why a baby is born well, the reason why a baby's not a baby until the baby is born is because the the baby cannot take care of itself before it's born. But that doesn't make any sense either because once a baby is born, it still can't take care of itself. The baby can't clothe itself, feed itself, protect itself. It, the baby can't do nothing. The baby is choking or something like that. It, it can't, um, you know, do the homicone itself. The baby can't, the baby's going to be defenseless for quite a while. It must always be with the, the mother, the guardian, somebody to take care of it. The baby won't really be able to be independent until it starts to 
get to like toddler stage. Okay, the baby can't really do too much. Baby can't speak, can't walk, can't talk, can't do too much of anything when it's little a goo goo gaga. When the baby is hungry, wham, diaper, wham. That's all that's all they could do. They're gonna have to have somebody there to take care of it at the infant stage when the baby is born. So religion is not necessarily even required to make the argument about a baby being the baby inside the womb. Okay. People like AOC, they just want to kill babies and get away with it. They want to engage in infanticide. That's what this is, really, at the end of the day. It really ain't nothing else to it. It's, it's real simple. It's, it's really, really simple. But people like AOC, they bank on the ignorance of the, of, of the general American person or what they think the general American person believes. That's what they want to bank on. They want to bank on us just not really knowing anything. So they say stuff like that and want us to go with it. Oh, yeah. Well, baby's not a baby. And you can't say because you're religious that the baby's a baby. Nothing to do with that. You can't be religious and have an argument that, that comes from religiosity, but that's not necessary to make the case. Okay? Because anytime I get into a debate with these people, they always do the same thing. Oh, well, you, you, you believe in... They, they try to get into, like, Bible study and the Bible debate. I killed it right away. I was like, no, I'm not religious. When I say that, they kind of get a lot of their, their, their wings, the, the wind beneath their wings, it just goes away. They kind of just come right back down to earth because their whole argument that they were going to do is no longer available. They were going to try to talk about stuff like mixed linens and eating shrimp and stuff like that. It's like, man, anybody, anybody got time for that. When is a baby a baby? Can you kill babies? Can you kill a baby that's born? That's called infanticide. That's called murder. You're going to the penitentiary. So why can't you kill a baby when it's still in the womb? What's the difference? Once you get them on that, then they kind of come up short. They really come up short. All right. So that's, that's what that is. All right. But you guys are the best audience anywhere on the internet. If you enjoy what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Did I get to everything I wanted to get to? I got to the, Oh, the Chappelle attacker. So, the, so the, the, the Chappelle attacker is going to the penitentiary, but not because of the Chappelle attack. So the guy was armed with a knife when he attacked Chappelle on stage. But see, the problem is that he did not use the knife when he attacked Chappelle. Uh, I, think, I think what happened was, um, what happened was that... Um, how can I say this? So he had the knife on him, but he, he had it in his bag and he didn't bring the knife from the bag when he went on stage and attacked Chappelle. But he, he did attack Chappelle, though. He, did, he most certainly did that. He went on stage and tackled him. Chappelle falls. And they beat that man like he like he stole all the tea in China. They beat him like he ran from the plantation. I mean, his arm was looking like, ah, that arm was looking nasty. That arm was going the complete opposite direction. His arm did a whole 180. His arm was looking like it was just out of the socket, hanging, dangling. It was a whole big mess, man. They they messed him up, and rightfully so, because you're going to get on stage and attack Dave Chappelle out of everybody in the world. I mean, come on, man. You might as well try to attack somebody like high in government. You want to attack a governor, a senator, a president, something like that. You might not 
keep your life, let alone your arm and socket. Okay. You, you got off pretty easy. They might have, you know, snuffed you out. You might've been the whole dead body up there. But anyway, so the guy is in jail and they actually didn't let him out. I'm surprised they didn't let him out. Well, he has a bond, but he can't meet the bond. The bond's like 30 grand and he can't meet the bond. I guess it's 30, it's like $3,000 because it's 10%. Maybe that's how it is in California. I'm not really sure, but he can't meet the bond. So he's still in jail. And then they found out he had a different charge from December, 2021 where he stabbed his roommate. So he went to one of these halfway house type situations Recovery facility, mental health facility, something like that. Some kind of facility where they try to help you. He was at one of those places back last year in December, and he had a roommate, and him and his roommate get into it, and he stabs the roommate. He probably had that same knife that was on him when he went to attack Dave Chappelle. Probably. I wouldn't doubt it, but anyway. So he stabs the roommate, and I don't know how he gets away. I'm thinking, okay, if you're in some kind of halfway house type situation and you have a roommate, there'll be security there because the guy had already been to the penitentiary. He already had a rap sheet. I think he had attacked a police officer. He had already done some stuff, some, some violent actions before. He already had mental problems. He already had a rap sheet. He had a rap sheet going back to a juvenile. He was like 15, 16, and then something like 18, 19. He's only 23 years old. Already got a violent rap sheet. Already on here attacking Dave Chappelle. Already stabbing people. But my point is, I'm not sure how he stabs the guy in the halfway house and gets away. You got a little bit of um, power going on. So if the power goes out, don't blame me. It's not my fault. Blame the white man. But he stabbed the guy and got away. I don't know how that happened. I'm not really sure how that whole thing transpired. But he was able to get away, apparently, and the publicity from the whole Dave Chappelle thing compelled the roommate to say, hey, that's the guy that stabbed me. Again, I don't know how you stab somebody in the halfway house and get away and don't even go to the penitentiary, don't go to jail or nothing like that. Maybe he did go to jail for it and he got out as per usual in California. But regardless of what, he's in jail. They had him in custody. And now they're going to get him for the stabbing. And that'll be a felony. The Dave Chappelle incident was not a felony because he didn't use a knife. It says misdemeanor. And in California, Los Angeles, they're not going to prosecute misdemeanor crimes. What you're going to get is a slap on the wrist. You might get a little bit of jail time, maybe, but probably not because of so-called overcrowding and things of that nature. Maybe you get a court fine or a penalty, and that's it. But now that he has the attempt murder on his back for the roommate stabbing back last year, he'll go to the penitentiary because Gascon will prosecute that. But what I want to know is, did they have him already in custody last year for the stabbing? Did they already know who did it last year? And did they let him go? Because that can happen. I saw that happen in New York. There was a guy that had a murder charge, a murder, not attempt murder. Somebody actually kicked the bucket. Somebody actually died. There was a murder charge on this guy and they let him go. RRR, at least on Armour Cognizance. And what does he do? He goes and then kills somebody else. Like the same night, he let him out. Matter of fact, another example of this. Um, remember that guy, um, James Tubbs or 
Hold on. I don't want to say the wrong thing. Okay. So the guy's name is James. But he, quote unquote, changed his name to Hannah. Now, this guy had assaulted a 10-year-old girl, I think, in the bathroom. It was something like that. He assaulted a, 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 a little girl. Okay. And at the time when he did it, he was 17, but he was almost 18. He waited for the girl and assaulted her. The girl was 10 years old. Now, as a result of them not trying anybody as an adult and then the whole trans thing, he pretty much got out scot-free for that crime. Now, he bragged to his dad or somebody on the jailhouse phone about how he was able to get out scot-free and how he identified as trans and they let him go, all this, that, and the third, and they put him in the jail with the women. All kind of stupid stuff, right? So what happens now? They have re-arrested him, and now he's charged first-degree murder. Okay? So he already had a long rap sheet aside from assaulting a little girl in the bathroom, robbery and things of that nature, but now he's got a murder charge on his back. Okay? And they had recorded this guy bragging about getting off light for assaulting the girl and some other crimes on a jailhouse. Like they, he, he's talking to his dad on the phone and they're recording it. And the recordings that got sent up the chain of command to uh Gascon and they didn't do anything about it. They let him out and now he killed somebody. This, this is Los Angeles for you. So that the Dave Chappelle attacker, I would not be surprised if he actually, um, excuse me, was arrested and then they let him go for the murder, uh, for the attempt murder last year. And then when they get him back, talking about, oh, yeah, well, we got new information, all this, that, and the third. No, no, no. It's probably because if you let this guy go and it comes out that he has the attempt murder and you didn't do anything, you didn't arrest him, you didn't prosecute, that'll look really bad on you, Gascon. That'll look very bad. You got this whole thing with James Tubbs on your back. He assaulting little girls, robbing people, and now you got a murder charge on his back. You got to do something, right? Yeah, Los Angeles, I couldn't do it. Los Angeles is terrible right now. I mean, California, I see why everybody's leaving California. But one thing I just, please, I, I, I beg of you, because the Californians are coming to Tennessee. They're coming to Georgia. They're coming everywhere, all over the country, Texas, especially Arizona, do not make your new place the same as the old place. What was the purpose in leaving if you're going to do the exact same thing you did in a new place? Why do that? Why? If you leave in a place that is a roach motel, get new furniture, destroy all your old furniture before you leave because we don't want to have your bed bugs and ticks and roaches and spiders and everything else travel with you and infect a new place. Okay, we don't want that to happen. Leave all your furniture there. Go to go to Ashley Furniture, rooms to go, whatever you can, and get some new stuff. All right? That's just what it is. And if you can't afford furniture, go to Walmart, get some um get, get some folding chairs and and some and some uh um spades tables and do with that for a while so you can so you get some new furniture. Cause I don't want to have your old stuff fly with you. Don't bring your old nasty furniture. Don't bring your ridiculous voting patterns that you had 
in California, if you're going to come to a new place, bring a new attitude as well. Simple, very simple, but people don't always really understand that. They don't really get it. And they're wondering why Austin, Texas is just a California enclave. Well, a bunch of Californians behaving like Californians, voting like Californians, living like Californians. What are you going to get? You're going to get California. So, you know, basically when in Rome do as the Romans, right? And if you can't do as Romans, go over there. Don't, don't come over here. Go over there. I, I don't want to see you in this neighborhood with, you know, a, a rock garden like you're in Arizona or something. Do as the Romans, right? You, you got a dog. Uh, make sure your dog is straight. Your dog ain't crazy. Ain't going to bite other dogs. Just try to coexist in society in a proper way. That's all. That's, that's, all, that's all we ask. It's very simple. Right. Now, hold on. Let me see here. All right. I'm going to go ahead and read the super chat. Thank you all again for being here. You guys are the best audience anywhere on the Internet. Yeah, I heard about some parts of California where it's okay, But Los Angeles, you can forget about it. San Francisco, you can forget about it. (laughs) Yeah, you couldn't pay me to live out there. I mean, when I went to L.A., I hated it. Now, mind you, it was it was cold and it was kind of rainy when I went, but it just looked real ghetto. I'm talking about like people everywhere, too many people, rude people. It was like New York in the in the seventies, eighties. How how would I, how I imagine New York was back then? How I heard about New York being? It was like that. I did not like it. I'd rather go to Arizona, like Phoenix. But they're they're trying to make Phoenix more like Los Angeles is too like as well, especially like Scottsdale. They're trying to make that be more like, like like Los Angeles. But as long as they can keep that 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 Southwest type vibe in uh in Phoenix, you'll be okay. Don't don't make it a new Los Angeles at all. We don't we don't need that in the least bit. All right. So super chats on that. I'm gonna read those right quick. <laughs> Canadian Bears Bro says L.A. is a giant prison yard. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's like that. Like, if you are on the ground level and you're not in the hills, it's super ghetto. It's super duper ghetto. I'm talking like Detroit, Michigan. It's it's ghetto. It's it's ghetto and crowded. Real crowded. I'm talking about you have no room to breathe at all. If you live in the hills, like where, where the Black Lives Matter lady lives in Topanga Canyon, oh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Now, dodge them uh, wildfires and you'd be okay. But if you're living out there with LeBron James and all these people, oh, it's nice. If you live out of the hills, you're you're in the ghetto in Los Angeles. Period. P- period. Point blank. Oh yeah, that's something else. Uh, F- Felosa, it's super hot in Arizona. If you, I, I couldn't live in Arizona year round. It's too hot. 120 degrees with no humidity. It's like if you go outside in Phoenix. During the summertime, you're, you're baking. It's like you're a whole um, pastry dish. You are a whole rack of donuts. It's, it's it, no humidity. It's crazy. When I was out there a few years ago, and it was the summertime, and we were on Camelback Mountain for some reason, I'm drinking water. It feels like I'm drowning. It feels like I was actually not drinking water, but... 
it was like water was going in my nose, but it wasn't going in my nose. It was the strangest feeling I ever felt in my life. It was like being in the pool, but I was not in the pool. I was just drinking some water. It was weird. I never had that feeling before in my life. So nah, I, I would go to Phoenix. I, I would stay there part of the year. I would stay there like in the in the spring, not not in the spring. I would stay there like fall, winter, fall in the winter. And it, it's, it's still like 80 degrees, 75 degrees and kind of cool at night. I, I can rock with that. But 120 degrees in the daytime, no thanks. Five o'clock in the morning and the sun is shining like ain't nothing going on. I, I can't do nothing with that. But anyway, I digress. Thank you to Apple for a few super chats. I'm going to read right quick. Um, Apple says, please pray for all J6 MAGA patriots and D.C. jails in solitary. The DOJ is now strip searching them and confiscating any exculpatory evidence. God bless. Also, liberals, do you think you're in control? God will judge you for every misdeed you've committed against innocent Americans. Repent and turn to the Lord Jesus. Also, what is up with the witch Janet Yellen? Racist much? Yeah, I saw that. I might do a video about that, actually. I've been kind of late to the party, but I might, I might need to do something about that. Um, Thank you to Apple who says, plans for Memorial Day ABL going fishing? I'm not really sure. That's a good question. I'll be, be so busy, I don't even know what these holidays are coming up sometimes. Um, Apple also says, do you respect any liberals? Whom do you respect? Um, I like people like Bill Maher, Joe Rogan. Yeah, I mean, I don't like all of what they talk about, obviously, because they're still liberals. But I can respect them because, and the reason why I respect them is because they're not afraid to say the truth and what's on their mind. Even if it offends people that are their so-called friends, especially being in Hollywood, if you're a Hollywood liberal and you say things that Bill Maher says and Joe Rogan, you're very brave because that can really ruin your, your um, livelihood. That can really ruin you, just like uh, Terry Crews. Terry Crews came out and said a few things about Black Lives Matter back in 2020, if I'm not mistaken. And he had to come back this year, two years later, and apologize. I think that it might have been harming his career. So that kind of stuff, I can't necessarily respect. But if you stand on that, and you're not afraid of what those are going to, who will like potentially career makers, people that can actually shift your career one way or the other. If you stand on that, I respect that 100%. So when, when you kind of back away, I, I kind of get you to, I, I give you the side eye really. But anyway, um, Apple also says, do I bake? What do I bake? Cookies, muffins? I don't bake. Nah, I don't bake. I know how to cook like just regular food, but I don't touch my oven at all. Not at the inside of my oven, the top. I'm stovetop king. Okay, stovetop, um, foreman grill, that's that's my wave. Maybe even like an outdoor grill. But bacon, no. That's, that, that's for the ladies to do, in my opinion. In my opinion, that's just me. I'm not saying that's just only a woman thing. But typically, typically the way it works is women do a lot of the, the bacon. And they're, I think that women are better at it. You know, you could be like one of these gourmet chef type guys and do really good at baking. But for the most part, I think women, they cook the most of the pastries and the, the baked goods. But me, we talking about um, cooking chicken and, and beef and fish and stuff like that. That's yeah, I could do that all day long. That's easy. Yeah, stovetop king. That's that's what I do. All right. My favorite food, 
give me some of that good old Filipino food. That's that's my wave. Whenever I go somewhere, whenever I travel and there's Filipino food available, I'm going to find it out. When I was in Phoenix, I went all the way to Chandler to get some Filipino food, and it was rocking. Shout out to you guys out there. Shout out to the Hawaiians that were out there, too, enjoying that food. Oh, man, it was good. If I go back to VA, got to get the Filipino food because there's no Filipino food in the state of Tennessee or in the state of Georgia, as far as I could tell. And if, if there is, I can't tell because I've, I've looked. I, I promise I looked. I promise I've looked. Maybe I got to go all the way to Florida or something like that. Or, you know, maybe I got to go all the way out there to find some Filipino stuff. But, yeah, that's my favorite. Um, also, do I canoe or rowboat or kayak? I, I don't do no water stuff like that. Most I do is um, I might be I – can, I, can, I know how to swim. I do know how to swim. Okay, I do know how to swim. I got swim lessons when I was a little boy. But I'm not going to do a lot of the the um, stuff like that. I, I, or I'll put it to you this way. I'll get on a boat, like a sturdy kind of boat, like a fishing boat, yeah. But not like – we're not going whitewater rafting or nothing like that. Um, also, Apple says Glock, Smith & Wesson, Colt, Sitsire, Beretta, Glock all day long. Okay? You go, go with the standard. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's how I say but, you know, I don't have any guns because tragic boat in an accident, all the guns were gone, kids were screaming, it was a mess. But when I did have guns, Glock could be my choice for a handgun. Apple also says, FBI did not stop Buffalo supermarket shooter. FBI did not stop Denver supermarket shooter. FBI did not stop Florida school shooting. FBI didn't solve Vegas massacre, North Seth Rich murder, Epstein suicide. Well, good points. Very good points. All right, shout, shout out to you, Ivana. Ivana says, mom, make you a plate. Hey, shout out, shout out to moms. Shout out to mom for the Filipino food. All right, Apple also says, why do we have an FBI? Defund the FBI now. That's a good question. Why do we have an FBI? They, they appear to not really be doing their job very well, but maybe I'm wrong about that. Um, Gerardo84 says, ABL, I know you're not Catholic, but do you consider Pelosi's bishop making the right call? I believe so. So if you guys have not seen what happened, um, I want to make sure I get this right. So the San Francisco Archbishop prohibits Nancy Pelosi from receiving Holy Communion over extreme abortion stance. I believe it's right. I mean, this should happen more often because if we're going to be religious, let's be religious. Let's not play around with it. Let's not act like we are not who we are. If, if you're a Catholic and this, this is part of your religion, then why not really stand on it? Why just give Nancy Pelosi a pass because of who she is? If you're going to be religious, be religious. Let's not play around with it. So yeah, I think that's probably the right call. Yeah. I don't see why that would be. It, I don't see why anybody have a problem with that. When you're talking about religion, if it's just people having an opinion and it's not religion-based, that's one thing. You can have your opinion, and that's still not wrong. But, yeah, this, this is the right thing to do. So, yeah, shout-out to uh, the San Fran Archbishop, yeah, for not being super woke and really um, being serious about his Catholicism and his position. Thank you to Eric Burns Marshall, who says, in the 50s, he tried to scare us with a red under every bed 2001 it was a guy in a cave on dialysis machine 
Now it's a common code in the money pox. Uh, there you go. Thank you to Jim Adams for becoming an ABL supporter. Thank you to Dragon Slayer who says, research, chicken pox picks look like monkey pox picks. You can find it. Shabbat Shalom. Godspeed. Thank you to Matthew Phillips who says, Pfizer's already making vaccines for the MUN, K in parentheses, epochs in Canada. Big bag of money. Trudeau, Castro, question mark. Signed for 100 million boosters, quote unquote, for four years back in 2021. Thank you to Jordan 84 who says, do you know, did I know that Bill Clinton has a black son? Are you talking about Danny Williams? Yeah, I know about Danny Williams. Shout out to Danny Williams. Hold on, let me see if I can pull Danny Williams up right quick. Uh, disclaimer, it's not been proven, blah, 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 blah. But I'm going to just put a picture up and you can decide for yourself. All right. You, you can decide for yourself. and Because we, we, we know how Slick Willie was back in the day. We know how that goes. So there's Danny Williams and there's um, Slick Willie. Okay. So you make your, you make your mind up. You, you make your mind up. Maybe they're not related. Maybe there's, there's, you know, there's been no DNA test as far as I know. Maybe there has been. But you guys make your own mind up about what you think. Because it's all, at this point, conjecture. And that's all we got. I'm just saying, though, if, um, if looks could kill, I mean, good grief, good night. Man, oh, man. It's kind of hard to deny that one, Slick Willie. You you got some strong genes going on. You got some strong genes. We need to go, we need to take it to Mari, Jerry Springer, or somebody and and figure it out. That's right, Ruth. Somebody call Mari. Let's get down to the bottom of it. All right. But hey, I can't prove anything. I don't know nothing. I'm just saying that's who the person was referring to. That's who um Jordan eighty four was referring to, talking about Danny Williams, uh potentially being. Bill Clinton's son. Okay. All right. Um, thank you to Ian Kenny who says, remember Thomas Schumann's warning. It was around where that spike starts on the graph. He warned about this. He's, he's speaking, he's speaking about the, um, the LGBT graph. Ian Kenny also says Thomas Schumann, AKA Yuri Bezmanov. Oh, is, was that, was that his assumed name? Interesting. Uh, thank you to Mallory Foss, who says, how bad have things gotten when Bill Maher is considered a conservative, quote-unquote, LOL. Exactly. Exactly. Um, thank you to Richard Baranowski, who says, ABL, Blair White just uploaded a video about people on TikTok faking mental illnesses and equated it to people making up fake genders. Your thoughts? Oh, yeah. I'm not surprised at that at all. People making up stuff to get attention. Um, I saw one video. It was it was pretty crazy. Oh, Okay. Yeah, so here, here's a video about the fake gender and stuff like that. I'll put it on the screen right quick. That was that was a good um, recommendation. Hold on one second. People do all kind of stuff for attention. I mean, ridiculous stuff, right? So here's a um, a, a video about cake gender. Okay, I would describe xenogenders as a gender that could not typically be be described with terms such as masculinity, femininity, neutrality, androgyny, things like that. It's more of not how you relate to a particular gendered um, experience, but more of how you relate to things. For example, cake gender. Um, I know a few people who personally use this. Um, 
it's typically described as them feeling light and fluffy or sweet and warm and it's not something that you could typically describe with the terms masculine, feminine, androgynous, etc. Another example of cake gender would be if someone feels like they have different layers or flavors to their particular gender. Cake gender. You did not hear that wrong. Cake, like a slice of cake, birthday cake, ice cream cake, carrot cake, chocolate cake, vanilla cake. Cake gender. And this is used when somebody feels light and fluffy when they got layers. So if you're a whole pound cake, does that really, are you layered? So silly, but this is what we're talking about. And that was a TikTok video, of course, because people just say stuff like that on TikTok to get attention. Just making up stuff. Just, just making up stuff. Just, just random weird stuff. <laughs> I, I mean, Hey, it's crazy. It's totally crazy. But let me get back to the super chats here. Um, thank you to Fauna Faye who says, uh, hold on. Thank you to Fauna Faye who says, when I was in school, all they taught us was Roe v. Wade was the right to abortion, period. I never knew it was only affecting abortion on a federal level. Uh, of course, they don't really talk about the what, what it actually means. Fauna Faye also says, so if a baby isn't alive during the entire pregnancy, then what's a miscarriage? There you go. People make no sense nowadays. Life starts at conception, period. Fauna Faye also says, want to see crazy? Look at CBS LA on Pluto TV. Also, uh, mask mandates in Philly schools again. So they, they brought back the mask mandates for what? what? What is the actual purpose in bringing the mask mandates back? We know that the mask mandates don't work. So what's the purpose in returning them? It's, it's so silly, but I mean, I guess we just do dumb things nowadays. Just, just because. Somebody said pancake sexual. That's hilarious. <laughs> pancake sexual. That's crazy. All right. So we got calls on deck. The number to call is 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. There's also a Skype email in the description box. You can call in with that. If Skype does not work properly, please do not blame me. You know who to blame, and it's not ABL. Somebody says, Kate, gender, did I miss something? Hey, there, there's a thousand and one genders nowadays. Okay. Matter of fact, hold on. Do I have another? I'm going to show this right quick before we get to the calls. Uh, but yeah, keep calling. Um, So there was somebody trying to fill out a form in UK, right? They're trying to fill out a form. Uh, they're trying to go to a concert or something like that. And they had to fill in their gender. Right. So look, look at all these genders they had to, they had to choose from. I mean, you can't even, you can't even put them on the screen. There's so many of them. You got um, gender non-conforming, pangender, non-binary, neutrosis, intersex, gender questioning, gender variant, transgender, two-spirit, and it, it goes on. There's so many of them. It's just an abundant. And I said, hey, you know what? I identify as the oil pan on the bottom of my truck. And I'm offended that my gender is not on the list. And the, the cake gender people are going to be offended as well. You can never please people by doing all those different options. It's not going to make any sense. Now, when Nate, you're on the line, I'm going to speak it to. Hey, hey, you 
Hey, yo, what's up? It's all good, man. What's happening? Hey, Davis Scott from Oklahoma. And I was watching your show like usual, and there's a lot of crazy news stories this week. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I won't take a lot of time. Right? But the first one I was wanting to talk about was that AOC video. Um, yeah, this this whole abortion thing is getting way out of control. Uh, it's going to get more out of control, I fear, especially during the summer and then going into the midterms. You know, it's going to become a really, really big issue. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm pro- yeah. And I'm pro-life. And but what I wanted to say was about AOC, given the uh, the AOK symbol. I thought that was hilarious that how a few years ago that was a sign of white supremacy you know, and racism, and here she is doing it. What's up with that? Hey, I mean, I guess the rules change depending upon who you are. They do. They do. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. That's just a big hypocrisy. Total hypocrisy. But, I don't know. Yeah, I'll... I'm glad I got through tonight. You know, we love your show, ABL. I mean, you're a great American. We love calling in and talking to you. You know, and I just kind of wanted to give you an accolade also because, yeah, this is this is where a lot of us get our real news at. You know, and you're one of the few YouTubers I know, if any, that have live calls coming in every week where people can just speak their mind you know that is a great thing well man i can't do it without you man so, so i thank you for calling yeah all right man you have a good night brother all right now same to you yep all right shout out to my man for calling great call 860 you're in the line who must we could do hey bill it's up for the ranger xbox how you doing brother hey, it's all good man can't complain about yourself Oh, I can complain, but it's not going to do much good. Not a whole lot of people care about what my opinion is. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyhow, uh, getting on that IRS, oh, my God. Uh, my wife's Filipino, as you know. And so when my son, during his baptism, okay, I have a southern accent, and I'm living in Communet, uh, excuse me, I mean Connecticut. <laughs> and uh, at work, uh a brother, and I like this guy a lot, even though he was kind of like really cold shoulder. He's got that southern accent, so he's got to be a racist, blah, blah, blah. You know, when I went to shake his hand one day, he smacked my hand really hard and said, you don't get this. And I'm like, how? <laughs> <laughs> I got even with him, though, but it was funny, you know, because uh, he doesn't like people parking next to his car. So I came in early and took his two parking spots that he uses for a week and then the week after that i uh waited for him to park and then i pulled in next to him and i jumped out with a tape measure in my hand 
and measured the distance between our cars and held two thumbs up, and he just busted out laughing. He couldn't control himself anymore. <laughs> but that's how I get even with people, you know. Uh, but anyway, going on to the IRS, those, oh, my God, I want to cuss so bad and so femininely. But anyhow, what they did to my dad was my dad retired out of the Navy. Then he drove a semi-truck. My dad's not rich, of course. But all of a sudden, out of the clear blue sky, the IRS, my dad writes a check, pay the electric bill down in Florida. The check bounced. They shut the lights off. My dad was like, what? He called the bank up, said, hey, what's going on? He said, well, the IRS confiscated your bank accounts. Huh? What do you mean? And so come find out, the IRS tried to take my dad's naval pension. They tried to steal his land out from under him, but he was home, home Florida homestead exempt, so they couldn't touch his property. And they claimed that my dad, as a truck driver, owed $356,000 in taxes for one year. Wow. One year. And uh, no joke. Come to find out, years later, that uh, they eventually dropped it, but he never got a penny of money back. Later on, and my dad hauled furniture for North American van lines. That's what we, you know, he wasn't hauling drugs for the cartels or anything like that. He was just a furniture hauler and then new products hauler when he got, you know, up in 60, 61 years old and didn't want to carry furniture anymore. And, uh, but come find out, there's another man, same name, but the middle initial, my dad's middle initial is Leroy. This man's name was Leonard. He built condominiums and uh, retirement centers and stuff like that down in Naples, Florida. He owed the IRS $356,000. But do you think my dad got any money back? Nope. Because uh, the IRS, you can ask them too, they'll tell you. They are never wrong, ever. No matter what, they're never, ever wrong. And they will come right out and tell you that they are never wrong, period. Right. No matter what, because my son's baptism, there's like 20 Filipinas in the backyard with their husbands. And one of them's a black man from Massachusetts, and he's an IRS investigator. Nice guy. I like him a lot. But he looked at me when I told him what the IRS had done to my dad. You know what he said to me? We say he he said. Well, he had to owe the money somehow. And I looked at him and said, $356,000 as a truck driver for one year? Come on! No, he had to owe the money somehow. And that's their mentality. They're not going to give up on that. That's the way they think. And here's the trick. The IRS is not a government agency. Oh, wow, really? They're a private agency. Oh. They're, they're the most heavily armed private agency in America. Oh, the government couldn't get away with doing what the IRS does. The IRS, uh, my wife had four hundred or four thousand three hundred dollars taken out too much by one of her employers because she's Filipino and she like works like two three jobs. I I can't keep up with her. It just drives me nuts. So uh, I don't even try. So. Anyhow, one of the jobs took out four thousand three hundred dollars too much for Social Security taxes, right? So now the IRS wants $4,300, and they're not giving up on that. And I'm like, no, 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 that's not the way taxes work. You people should know this. 
that if they hadn't taken that money out, that would have increased our net gain for the year by $4,300. And we would owe you 15.5% tax on that, which is roughly about $701. But they don't want to hear that. They want $4,300 because that's what the idiot that works for the IRS, by the way, they haven't been back to the office in two years. They're all working from home. Most of your government employees are at home getting paid. They're not showing up at the offices. And uh, yeah, man, 1978, uh, this last thing I'm going to close. Uh, 1978, I want every American to think about this. America was number one in education worldwide. Jimmy Carter enacted the Department of Education. America fell to number 17. Big government is not the answer. That's all I got for you, brother. Love the show. God bless you. You take care. Bye. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. All right. Shout out to man for the call. Good call as always. Let's go to 480. You're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, Bill. This is Chuck uh, from Arizona. How's it going, man? It's all good, man. Hey, complain about yourself. I'm doing pretty good. Um, did you... uh? I haven't watched you here in a little bit. Um, do you happen to uh, catch what happened in Yuma, uh, I believe, yesterday? You say in where? In Yuma, Arizona? No. Uh, there was a big raid on a nonprofit for ballot trafficking. Oh, no, I didn't see that. What did you say? Like, that was today? Uh, I think it was yesterday. Okay. Uh, a couple days ago. Um, and... Dinesh D'Souza, uh, with his 2,000 meals, um, it's, they say it's not connected to that, but as far as what he was saying with his 2,000 meals month, uh, movie, it does definitely give him validation for a nonprofit getting busted for ballot trafficking, I mean, right? Yeah, it definitely does fall right into that. Yeah, um, there was an article from The Hill um, that they released about um, uh, Scalise, uh, the Supreme Court justice, his wife, going and talking to different lawmakers in Arizona, telling them that they need to recertify the election and that this could possibly shift the entire uh, presidency and give Trump back his second term with what's going on. As far as the 2000 meals, uh, the movie basically left off and said, hey, it's in the hands of the police now and the DA's. Um, which the DAs are all run by Soros, which that kind of sucks. But as far as local sheriff's offices, and I mean, they're they're stepping up and they're going and busting these different nonprofits, it looks like, as far as here in Arizona. Hmm. Well, what, I mean, what you, uh, what's your take on all of that? I don't really see it resulting in Trump coming back at all, but I do think that um, there could be some reforms happening on a, on a local level to ensure the next election is not going to be any kind of weird stuff going on. But I don't see that actually making Trump come back. You know, I, I always have this conversation too, and I always say the same thing if I don't see it is going to be coming back. But I mean, as far as if it was fraud and it was rigged and we're, we're getting confirmation now through 2000 meals and they're going and busting these different nonprofits that we're going and, doing a bunch of ballot harvesting and as far as what they were doing with their uh, 
certifications of, you know, the COVID pandemic policies that they did. Um, I mean, it, it's all connected. So, I mean, as far as it being fraud, I mean, do you think people are going to get, you know, um, uh, freaking, they're going to, they're going to go to court. I mean, I mean, that could happen. It depends on what they find. If anybody's actually caught doing something like that, they can go to, you know, it could be a court case. It might be some prison time, depending upon what happens. But I don't really know what they're going to charge mm-hmm. them with or anything like that. So that kind of remains to be seen. Yeah. That's what, that's what I always get to, too. Is like, it's never happened before, but this was, like, as far as... Did you see 2,000 Meals? No, I haven't. Man, you got to watch the movie. It's crazy. The amount of uh, people that they looked at, they put a very, very strict criteria on, and um, that's the 2,000 that they did find. And just with those people, the amount that they can do would overturn the election. But that's with such a strict criteria, if they want a little bit base, more basic, I mean, it's the, the amount of fraud on the level that they did. There's some people making upwards of fifty, sixty thousand dollars by doing this. And these nonprofits and all this money um, that was funded by, you know, uh, I think it was Zuckerberg put four hundred and three or four hundred and thirty million dollars into the campaign. Like you kind of wonder where all that went, right? I mean, they're not doing commercials that much, right? Or commercials aren't that expensive. It's it's crazy, man. I don't know. I'm I'm here in Arizona and I just seen that yesterday. I was like, I don't know. Nobody's talking about this. It's like, you got a nonprofit, exactly what Dinesh D'Souza was saying, getting busted for ballot trafficking. I thought, yeah, that, that's uh, where the mules would go. And that's why they kind of related it to mules. It's like drug trafficking. And then you got the mules who so will go and be the middleman and bring it to the source. You know what I mean? Got you. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's all I wanted to say. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Of course. I hope you have a good night, man. Same to you. All righty. 773, you know, line. Who am I speaking to? How you doing, ABL? It's your Chicago police officer friend. Hey, uh, first of all, hopefully the quality of my phone is a little better. I'm calling you from my cell instead of my landline, which people complain about. My voice is still as gravelly as ever, however. <laughs> uh, you know, ABL, regardless of, you know, uh, what governmental department it is, it all starts with the IRS because that's how they get our money. And they're greedy and they're going to get our money anyway, you know, you look at it, unless somebody comes up with reform. But I don't think the people that are in charge, and I'm not talking about the president or the finance department or whatever it is, the real people that are in charge, they have their hands on our money. They intercept the, you know, the, the citizens' money from the money going from the IRS to these government agencies, going overseas, trillions of dollars. You don't think when you send trillions of dollars to the Ukraine or to Haiti or to wherever you send that money, that there's not somebody to, you know, with a big bucket out to intercept that money there is. That's number one with that. Uh, go ahead, ABL, if you want to interject. No, you good. Go ahead. Yeah, and then the Bill Maher thing, you know, here's the thing, you know, 
people like Bill Maher, which I, I always liked Bill Maher and, you know, uh, back when he was a stand-up comedian in the seventies, you know, he was kind of middle of the road, a liberal, but in, in, uh, uh, in the middle of the road. But when you align yourself with the far left and you help give them power, this is the, this is the result. It would be as if the Republicans aligned their, themselves with the Ku Klux Klan and then wondered why, you know, the far right is so, you know, far to the other way. You can't align yourself with these people. And then they want to blame it on something else. Well, you help put them in power. The, you know, it, it just doesn't make sense. Exactly. I agree. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, I had one. Oh, uh, I had one last thing. And the Chappelle attacker, you know, uh, it's typical. This is in the news, you know, only because it was Dave Chappelle. But this goes on over and over and over again in society. I've arrested the same people over and over and over again, because once it goes to the courts, they have a catch and release. The police catch them and the courts release them. And part of it is because, you know, uh, overcrowding in the jails. But what's happened recently, near the end of my career, what had happened was that, you know, the jails were laying people off from the sheriff's department. That's who handles the jails in states is the sheriff's department. They were laying people off because they were letting so many people go. They were putting the, you know, the, the bracelet on the ankle and all that. And people were still committing crimes. It doesn't really matter. So when you have that in society, here's the result. Anyway, ABL, uh, thanks a lot. Always a pleasure to participate. And, and you, you know, I watch all your videos and uh, agree with you more than I disagree. So uh, I almost never disagree with you, actually. So, all right, we'll talk to you later. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Great call as always. Yeah, man, this whole thing, the whole catch and release thing is a, is a, is a complete mess. You're not really going to be able to get anywhere by doing that. How are you really going to solve any kind of issues if nobody's ever really going to jail? It's just like nothing really happens. Right, but the number to call is 434-658-1220. There's also a Skype email in the description if you want to call in that way. If Skype does not work right, please do not blame me. Blame the white man. Matter of fact, hold on. Let me go ahead and restart Skype, actually. Yeah, I do that every now and again. Let's restart Skype and then let's go back into it. <clears throat> and if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all of that good stuff that helped me out tremendously. Somebody said I'm 10% Virginia. <laughs> Ten, like, how do you how do you quantify how Virginia I am? That's that's interesting. Yeah, I'm not really sure how you do that. I already called a little more speaker too. Internet. Alrighty, what's how going? You? On? Everything's all right. All right. So about 
I mean, I I thought about send you the sauce. Did you see it? I mean, did you take a time and look at it? You said what now? You, you sent me what? Oh, remember like oh on the Wednesday that I say I send a sauce to you to, on your Twitter message. So did you take your time and look at it? Nah, like if you send me something, you probably got to email it to me because if you send it to me on Twitter, it's probably going to get lost. So I haven't seen it. Oh, you have not seen it? No. Okay. But, um, but you do have the contact email that I can send to you, right? Yeah, you can send it to me there. I can't. I probably can't check it right now, but I'll be able to maybe look at it at a certain point. Oh, wait, wait. So let let me continue about the New York Buffalo shooting, right? So in his manifesto, well, where he said that the reason why he go, the reason why he drives to the New York Buffalo, because it is a gun control blue shithole state. It is the gun control state that nobody able to arm gun to protect themselves. Also, the the his gun, right? I, I don't know, like I don't know the name of the of the uh, of the rifle that he armed to keep people. What the name is really? But his gun, he write the name of the Wisconsin victims. Uh, do, do you remember a black a black extremist try uh drive the car and kill many? Many white Americans as much as he can in Wisconsin at the Christmas event. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember that. Yes, and it was uh, Walker shot a Christmas parade. Yes, so he wrote the name of those victims on on his gun, which tell us that the reason why he do that because the fake new propaganda and the Joe Brandon he. And the Joe Brandon, he did not resist out of those Wisconsin victims, and he and and he say uh, uh the most bad excuse like like I I don't have time, I don't want to bother people. It's just like the time when the Texas has a black black hour, like it it really took him like. One one week later, after the Texas lockout, for him to visit the Texas, and it's the same skill that he said, "Oh, I don't have time. I don't want to bother people." And by the way, that black extremist who killed white American as much as he can, based on his social media and the and his live stream, he had been found not. Guilty and big list. Now, who was this that got found out guilty? The black extremist. Where was it? Who, was who Wisconsin? To kill white people in the Wisconsin. Are, are you sure he was found not guilty? Yes, he not. He found not guilty. Okay, I'm about to look into that. Yes. Also, I watched a video right, about that that kind, uh, the kind that shoot 
the New York Buffalo. What his name again? Are uh, you talking about um, Peyton Gendron? Yes, Taylor Gendron. So I watched a video that someone like in someone encouraged him to do, or someone provoked him to do the mass shooting. Like there is the the sweet user, his name's like uh, Amar, right? His username is Amar, and he and he tried to provoke him to do do, do the mass shooting. Like like he he keep in he keep insulting at him. He keep insulting at him like like. Like you, you, you have to kill people before you kill yourself. Better. Okay. Yeah, I didn't see that. I didn't look into that and see what's going on with it. Yes, and that's all I also sent to you on the Twitter message. Now let's talk about the monkey boss, right? I must say there is nothing worry about the monkey boss when I do the research on the monkey boss like you if if you take care of your body well right if you take care of your hair well you you will heal yourself for the monkey ball from for the two weeks to three weeks and also the death rate of the monkey ball is it's very good load it's like one one in ten people who be affected in mocking pot died. Also, again, like three three percent to six percent of the people affected by monkey pot died. So you don't have, so we don't have anything to worry about the monkey pot, right. the monkey pot. Right. That's good. That's good. Well, thank you for your call. I definitely appreciate you. All right. I have to tell about the med- medicine cure for the monkey. But well, we we got we got like no more time. So thank you for your call. I appreciate it. Okay, it is kick over mass. Let you Brandon, the salt must flow. Thank you for your call. Appreciate it. All righty. Yeah, the monkey pox, don't worry about that, though. I, I told you guys in the beginning, the whole monkey pox thing, it came from like, um, what was that, like a, a, like a, a sauna, a quote-unquote sauna in Spain where a bunch of uh, LGBT young men were engaging in whatever kind of activities they were engaging in. That's, that's where the whole thing came from. That's, that's how the whole thing happened. Okay. So don't even worry about the monkey pox hitting you, the medicine and all that. They, they said that, um, if you are, if you already had the, um, if you already had, um, if you already had the smallpox vexed and you should be straight, I think. 404, you don't know how much speaker to. Hey, ABL, how are you? Oh, well, can't complain about yourself. I'm doing fine. So I just called. I don't really have anything, but I just want to comment on the previous caller. That goes to show you it doesn't matter where in the world you are from, no matter what language you speak, as long as you know what's going on, you can figure it out. And that caller, he sounds like he's Vietnamese. I like him. Whatever your name is, brother, I love you. Yes, you're right. Let the salt flow. Let's go, Brandon, and keep doing what you're doing. Thank you, ABL. That's it. Have a good night. Thank you for the call. Appreciate you. 
All right, shout out to the caller. Shout out to all you guys with the good calls, calling in, just showing love. I appreciate that a whole lot. All righty. But the number to call is 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. Yeah, we, we, we're trying to be worldwide. We're trying to be worldwide. We're trying to be uh, international, not just uh, local. We're trying to be everywhere. We're trying, to, trying to reach everybody. We're trying to reach the whole world because everybody needs to hear the message for sure. So, yeah, shout, shout out to everybody for calling on in. 256 on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, ABL. It's Greg in Alabama. What's going on, my friend? It's all good, man. What's happening? What do you think about this uh, big record number turnout Georgia voters are having since they passed all those bad racist laws? <laughs> it, it's, it's funny how that works, right? Because they said it's supposed to be uh, – voter suppression, but yet you have an all-time record turnout. So somebody's lying somewhere about something. Well, I, I just don't know what to think anymore, man. I, I just got to be honest with you. I just don't know. You know, and even if we get these Republican or Republican president in there, all the, all the uh, institutions in Washington is going to be working against them. So, you know, how, how's he going to work with that? Well, the thing is, we got to be able to change the institutions, too, because it's, it's one thing just to vote for people that are going to be in a certain office. But we got to really be participating in the whole situation, like uh, poll watching in the institutions, being employed at some of these places. We got to make a, a, a stand in any kind of way we can, not just in one way. I hear you, man. Well, I just wanted to give my two cents worth, and it's good talking to you again. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Yes, sir. You have a good evening. Same to you. Yeah, man, it's funny how that works, right? They say that you got all these uh, voter restricting laws, but yet and still people are able to vote whenever they want, all-time record-breaking. You know, I, and I'm seeing, like, cause I'm, I'm right here. I'm not far from Georgia, and they already got, I think they got early voting going on right now for their primary, and you got long lines already, people already out. All over the place, black, white, Puerto Rican, candy stripe, a little bit of everybody. Okay. So it's like, I mean, how is it that there's all these voting restricting laws and people are able to vote at such a high rate and, and so commonly they're able to vote? You know, it doesn't really make any sense. Thank you to the um, Animeist, who says, you have the quickest mind on the internet, been saying for a while now. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. I, I try to be quick as possible just to see kind of what's going on and be able to react in real time. I thank you for recognizing that. Is early voting over today in Georgia? Okay. Yeah. And where I am, where you had the primary, I like the way the voting happens here because it's, it's paper still and it's a pretty efficient way to go about it. I, I like the way they do it here. Eight six four, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Yeah, this is Lee. All righty, man. What's going on? Hold on, but before before we continue, turn speakers down in the background for me, please. Hold on. Sorry about that. All righty, man. So what's happening? I just wanted to call and say that uh, it's Obama. Who's in charge? It's not Biden. 
Yeah, I mean, I can see that because Biden don't know what's going on. Biden is pretty much an empty suit. They He does whatever they tell him to do. Yeah. And we we got to get we got to get some people out, man, because they're killing us. Yeah. And it doesn't matter color. It's white, black. It doesn't matter. They're killing everybody. They're killing babies. And they don't care. Yeah, hopefully we get this uh this midterms and we do really well and then twenty twenty four we do even better. But it's gotta be a continuous thing. We can't let the can't let the fall off the gas. We gotta keep pushing the pedal to the metal. Yes, sir. Well, I appreciate what you're doing, man. We watch you every night. Thank you for the call, man. I appreciate you. Yes, sir. Bye. Yeah, man. Put the pedal to the metal. Keep keep the foot on the gas and don't let up. Because if you if you let up, then you, you pretty much have given up. So don't let up. Keep on keep on keeping on. This midterm is going to be crazy, though. I think the midterm is going to be very successful for us. Uh, I don't see how the left have any success during these midterms at all. And um, I think what people are starting to see on the left is how ridiculous left has become. Just like I was talking about with uh, Bill Maher. And the whole LGBT thing, how they've gotten out of control, how they're trying to have all these trans kids. I don't think most people really appreciate that too much. So that that's definitely going to be an issue that comes up in the midterms. Okay, they're talking, it's, it's trying to hang their hats on the whole abortion thing, but I don't think a lot of people are going to be too affected by that and not really going to be swayed by that. More than anything, they'll be affected and swayed by the just all the ridiculous woke stuff. And things that affect them every day, the, the inflation, gas prices are getting to be ridiculous, not getting to be ridiculous. They are, they are simply ridiculous and they're getting worse. I put it to you that way. That's going to be a driving factor about what's going on here is these crazy uh, high prices, inflation, gas prices, mortgages, trying to buy a house, forget about it. <laughs> you know, and it's, it's weird because, um, it's it's definitely a seller's market, but if you sell your house, where are you going to live? You got a lot of equity in your home, but where are you going to live? Unless you're going to downsize to a house that's going to cost you the same as what you just sold because of how expensive everything is. You're going to have a high rate and a high price. Maybe you could live in an apartment, but that's going to go up in rent pretty soon too. I'm hearing about people living in studio apartments in Atlanta, for example, where they're paying like fourteen hundred for a studio, and then it's going to eighteen hundred because they, they're raising the rent by four or five hundred dollars. So it's going from fourteen hundred to eighteen and nineteen hundred, like overnight. And what are you going to do? I mean, where are you going to live? You can't buy a house. Forget about it. You can't afford a house. It's too expensive right now. I saw a stat or some numbers that said back in like nineteen sixty. Well, I don't want to say the wrong thing. But basically, the average salary someone made was much more in line with the average mortgage. I think it was like $9,000 for the average salary, and then the mortgage was like $21,000. Or something. I don't want to say the wrong thing, but I think it was something like that. You could buy a house for like twenty-one, but now the average salary is like 60 something and the average mortgage, the average home cost is like 300, 360000 or something crazy like that. A ridiculous amount of money. 
But the number to call is 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. All right. So I'm going to read some of this uh, here. <laughs> where are you going to live in a van down by the river? That, that's probably where you're going to live, uh, Jake Brake. Yeah. Van down by the river. That's where you're going to be. Because you're not really going to be in a, um, a, a regular spot. Yeah, nah, you're not really gonna be in a regular spot. That's not that's not really gonna be where you are. Oh, the bubble's gonna pop for sure. People think that it's just gonna keep on growing and growing and growing. Like, if your house, you if you pay three hundred thousand for your house three years ago and now it's worth five hundred thousand, that's not gonna continue. That's gonna come to an end very soon. Very soon, as soon as people kind of get caught up or the demand goes down for homes, it's, it's going to get ugly. It's going to get real ugly. And the prices ain't going up. Um, the, the, the prices ain't going down anytime soon. It's going to be bad. And then you have this whole thing with the, just, just with goods and services costing so much, that's going to be a problem too. All right, let me go ahead and restart. I don't have any calls. It's weird. Let me go restart Skype right quick, and then we get right back to it. If I don't have if I don't have calls, I might end a little bit early, but not too early. I'll probably stay till like 10.30 or something like that if I don't have a lot of calls. But luckily, we've not had any power outages. Like, we got rain coming, and we got a storm coming, but there's no power outages because, you know, sometimes out here, I don't know what they did. I think when they built this uh, community, the, 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 the power part, they didn't really, they, they kind of skimped out on that one. I need to call them and be like, hey, man, we need to get the power poles fixed because if it's a rain and a, and a, and a slight breeze, the power's going to kind of get a little funky. It, it's it's going to get funky. All right. 470, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, Anthony. Hey, it's Craig from Atlanta. How are you doing, sir? It's all good, man. How about yourself? Yeah, yeah, good. Uh, I was up in your neck of the woods yesterday. I was up in uh, Chattanooga. Oh, yeah. How was that? Uh, it's great. I saw the uh, Medal of Honor Museum. I was there for about three and a half hours. It was really incredible. I liked it a lot. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah I've heard a lot of good things about it. Good location. Good, good place. Yeah, it's thirteen ninety five for the ticket. It's well worth it. There's a lot of information to read. So uh, I recommend spending at least three hours there. Sounds great to me. Yeah. Also, I drove through uh, Ringgold and uh, through downtown and uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard and Bailey Avenue. And the place has really, really changed a lot since I moved out back in February 94. It's really, really improved. Oh, yeah, because Ringgold, that's like, you know, part of the the metro area. And people are moving here. So some people, they, they may move, they may stay in Ringgold, but... They may work in Chattanooga or they may remote work or whatever. So, yeah, Ringo has definitely come up. Yeah, the old food line was gone, so I expected that to be gone, but I was just curious to see if it was still there. I used to shop there all the time. So, Right on. Yeah, man. Yeah, it brought back a lot of memories. Yeah, I want to go back. I want to go back maybe for a riverbend or something check it out. So, uh, 
I like the direction that the city's going in. It seems uh, like it's a pretty cool place now. Too bad it wasn't like that when I was there uh, 25 or actually about 30 years ago. Yeah, I, I, yeah I, I, like, I like it a lot out here. I like it better than living like maybe like in the city of Atlanta because it's just too much going on. I like to kind of be out here to where I'm close enough if I need to go there, but I'm not constantly yeah. in the hustle and bustle all the time. So I like it. Yeah, last Wednesday, the traffic was going on from like 5 o'clock really bad and it ended about 9 at night. It's wow. terrible. Crazy. Traffic alone is almost enough to make you want to move. It's so stressful. I hear you. Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah. Anyway, thanks a lot. I enjoy your show as always, and uh, we'll talk more later. Thank you for the call. I appreciate it. Thanks. Take care, man. See you. Bye. Yeah, man. The Atlanta traffic is crazy. 400, 75, 85, 285. It's, it's, it's nuts. It's, it's totally nuts. Going on a Friday, you can forget about it. Five one two, you know, line. Who am I speaking to? Hello, ABL. This is Ryan in Texas. All righty, what's going on? I just wanted to call in and say I love your show. I've been watching you for about two years now, and uh, my fiance used to be a lefty, but you turned her into a righty. Well, I'm I'm glad to hear that. Glad I'm able to help you because I know that that does well for you as well. So I'm glad I can help. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I just wanted to call and tell you how much I love your show and uh, wish you a good night. Well, thank you for the call. I appreciate you. No problem. Take care. Bye. I, I, I love to hear it. I love to hear what people say, hey, man, you've helped to change someone close to me or change me. That means a whole lot to me. That means that I'm what I'm doing is working. I'm not just speaking out into the into the ether, into the into the atmosphere just, you know, blowing out hot air, really making a difference. So that means a lot to me. So shout out to the caller and shout out to uh, your, your fiance, your wife, sir. I appreciate that as well. Let's get to 402, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hello? Yes, 402, who am I speaking to? Can you hear me? Yeah, I am. Okay, turn, turn the speakers out in the background because you can't watch the stream at the same time. I paused the video. All righty. So what's happening? Hey, uh, I was just wondering, you know, you know, spell attack, Hillary Clinton, blah, 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 blah. Uh, my uncle went to high school with Bill. Oh, wow. And yeah, my uncle went to high school with Bill Clinton. And he said he was the biggest tool. <laughs> in high school that he had ever met. Wow. Interesting. You know, it, it, it's just funny that, that even in high school, you know, it, that he was just kind of a D-bag. I'm, I'm trying to be very polite on the radio, uh, YouTube, whatever, but it was funny the way that my uncle described him, and it was just, he, he called him a slime bell. Mm-hmm. Interesting. No, that's, I really don't have anything more to say about, uh, about anything. I just 
wanted to give that little opinion. Well, thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate it. Good, Mike. All right, shout out to the caller. That that's interesting though. Somebody went to school with uh with, with Slit Willie. That is very, very, very interesting. So yeah, sh- shout out to Slit Willie. Shout out to um um all the people that he has come across in his wake, left left in his wake. Six seven eight, you're in the line. Who am I speaking to? Uh this is Jay Johnson. All righty, what's going on? Not much about yourself, Abel. Everything's all good, man. Can't complain. Great, great. I was just calling you from Atlanta. I noticed you were talking about uh, the crazy traffic and stuff here, man. I'm making a trip down to uh, southwest Florida this coming Friday. Mm-hmm. And that's about a six-hour six drive. And it's going to take me longer to get out of metro Atlanta than it is for me to go from Macon to uh, Sanibel, Florida, which is crazy. Uh, I just want to back that one caller up that was saying that the, the Atlanta track is just out of control. And I've been here about 30 years. And I've never seen it this bad. But that was about it, man. I just wanted to back the one caller up that, that was saying how uh, how crazy Atlanta is. I'm about ready to get out of here myself. <laughs> I hear you on that one for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, man, uh, thanks a lot. For taking the call, but uh, I just want to know. I'll let you know that I watch you continuously, and just keep up the good work, man. I appreciate everything you're doing. Thank you for your call, man. Appreciate you. All right, Abel, you have a good one, bud. We'll talk to you soon. All right, now. Bye bye. Yeah, that, that traffic is pretty crucial in Atlanta. Oh man, that traffic. I, I like to. I've I've caught it at certain times where it's not as bad. I know kind of when to avoid it. But sometimes you can't avoid it. It's like trying to avoid traffic in like Virginia, like Hampton. Shout out to you, um, Karen, who says just wanted to say hi from Hampton, Virginia. Yeah, like going on the HRBT and the M&M and the JRB and all that kind of stuff. It can hit you at any time. You could be middle of the night, whenever the, the traffic could just hit you just randomly. All right, Tariq, what's going on? Hey, what's up, man? Um, you know, just want to talk about a few current events. With Bill Maher, man, we have to be careful of him, man, because I feel like he's a grifter, man. Um, you know, right now he's saying some things that maybe sound pleasing to liberals. But, you know, under Trump, man, he was a true never-Trumper, paranoid, a phobe. I mean, like, it, it, it was like, it was like, we have to get rid of Trump. Like, I remember he had a segment where it's like, it's, he doesn't even have any jokes about Trump. Like, we have to get rid of Trump. And these are the problems I have with these liberals, because it's like, you know, the Democrat Party is standing against all of your morals and values. But when it comes time to vote, you still usher everyone to vote for liberals. But then you want to act like you're um, independent. You know, it's it's. It's crazy, man. It it reminds me of P. Diddy when P. Diddy cowardly, you know, he tried to tell black people to hold their vote. And then like a week, I think it was like a week before the election. He's like, well, no, never, never, never mind. We got to vote for the Democrats because because Trump is going to start a race war. But then continue to complain about black people not getting anything out of the deal. I mean, it's, 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 it's these type of people that 
I don't trust man because like I said, I think they do that just to sound, you know, because it's the cool thing going on. But the way, you know, to to judge Bill Maher is how is he gonna be during the and how is he gonna be during the uh, the, the the election? I mean, if it's if it's Democrats right or wrong, then then he's just grifting. You know what I'm saying? Like Hello? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, I'm sorry. Some of the final phone. Yeah, man. So I, I, I'm like, man, I'm I'm really skeptical of uh, Bill Maher. And you know, the 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 other thing, man. Have you been keeping up with Elon Musk and his Twitter buyout? And you know, he says something about um, him voting Republican, and then I I, I guess two two days later, he he's got a new two case on him. Yeah, I saw that. Like instant, like it was like they they put it in the um. They, they couldn't, the scripture didn't know better. As soon as he comes out and says, okay, I'm going to vote Republican, all of a sudden now it's a Me Too case. I mean, yeah. and he, he's been Elon Musk for a long time, a long time. You never exactly. heard about anything until right now. Exactly. It, it just shows how evil the Democratic Party is. I mean, like, they will sit there and exploit anything heinous just to gain power. And, and what is crazy is that the Democrats are creating an environment that is not safe for women to come out because I'm telling you, man, if the Me Too movement keeps on doing this, people are going to call BS on everything, especially like when a man gets accused, it's, it's when he's about to do something great or when he's about to get some political position, especially when it comes to politics. It's typically those who do things that is not favorable to liberals. And, you know, liberals, they are so frightened that Donald Trump might come back to Twitter and that Elon Musk is going to open up Twitter to Donald Trump, that they got to do everything in their power to stop them. Because if you think about it, bro, liberals really, they cannot debate. This is why the majority of them are pro-censor, because their arguments doesn't stand any ground. Like You can dismantle them. Just like you have these liberals who call you, debating you about Black Lives Matter and all this stuff, sounding really ignorant. It's because it shows their arguments can't hold water. But sadly, these people have never had their ideas debated. They've never seen it happen on TV. So, 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 so they're lost. But yeah, man, when it comes to Elon Musk, man, this Me Too thing is just, is just insidious. And also, man, when it comes to liberals, liberals pick and choose what Me Too stories to believe or not to believe. Because you remember Joe Biden. Joe Biden, Tara Reid Ben came out talking about Joe Biden, Tustra or whatever, right? Yep. They didn't say, the media did not cover that until Joe Biden was the Democrat nominee. They, they waited in, intentionally, and this was intentionally done just so he could be selected. And then, then when Joe Biden gets selected, they are making every excuse. Now they're saying <laughs> due process. Now they're saying, you know, you got hypocrites like Alyssa Minato, who was called out rightly so by Rosemary McGowan, who, who, who are not saying that some women are using the Me Too movement as a weapon against men. But but wait a minute, Alyssa, you were the main one calling Brett Kavanaugh. You were you were you were saying he was guilty. So it's just this is the stuff that conservatives have to deal with, and we need not play their games. So, you know, um, the thing I like about Elon is I do think he's a little bit sharper on the rebuttal than Donald Trump. But every single time a, a liberal brings up a Me Too case, 
I think a conservative should always bring up Joe Biden. Okay, well, then what are you going to do about Joe Biden and Tareed? Are you going to impeach him or what? Because they made every excuse in a book to make sure Joe Biden and beat and, and beat Trump and and like have this impeccable you know background record. So yeah, man, you know th- th- this is the clown world that we are dealing with. And, you know, I, I'm just I'm just hoping people wake up to this, and that's all I want to say, man. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. All right, take care. Great call. Shout out to my man Tariq for the call, and thank you all for being here. The number to call four three four six five eight one two two zero. Call you on the line. Speak to six one seven. Yes, how you doing, man? This is Ivan, man. What's going on? It's all good. What's happening? Uh, you have the the previous guy that was on the phone again. Your call um, talking about how they were bashing Trump and they were bashing this and 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 and, and doing all this. Um, I know a lot of you guys, people that listen to your show, they knew in politics. They never listened to politics before. Probably they come out like two sixteen, two seventeen. But politics being for a very long time, and when they did that to Obama, where 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 was everybody? You remember when uh, uh, you remember Eric Cantor told all the uh, Republicans, "Don't even meet with the president." You remember that time? When when what what did he do to the um, Obama? He told Obama. He told you know the people meet with the president in the White House. Eric Cantor was the leader of the Republican Party meet with the president in the White House to pass the, uh, I think it was the infrastructure project. They told him not to meet with him. So pretty much Obama was waiting for the Republicans and no one show up. That's what we have in this problem. This is not, we never had this problem before, but what they did to Obama is to reflect what they did to Trump. Uh, not quite. See, everything- <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. I don't think, I don't think they did anything close to what they did to Obama that they did to Trump. No, really? No, really? Let me, let me, can, can I give you a few examples of what they did to Obama? Go ahead. Okay, so that with Eric Cantor. You remember Brunner? You said who? Brunner. What, what happened? When Bro- okay, so when he, Brunner, called call Obama to meet up about passing uh, what it was, the second infrastructure project, the Republicans won't even talk to him. It's like the Republicans won't talk to a leader, to me, Rodney, because he want to meet with the president. We never have this problem before. We have problems, sure. We got problems. Democrats and Republicans fight, you know, during the Clinton years, the impeachment. We got problems. That's, that's politics. They bash each other. They, that, what they did to Kavanaugh is because what they did to Obama with Garland. Remember when Obama, like, okay, this is my guy. Uh, no, well, first the Republican, like, Republicans say, you already picked two liberals. Obama, like, okay, I'm going to get a conservative guy, Carlin. Okay, this is my conservative guy. Your guy. What the Republicans did, they don't even vote him on the floor. So why do you think okay. the Democrats are going to do when it's their time? It's so, their turn to so, because, cause, so because they didn't want to vote for Garland because Obama was on the way out. He was a lame duck. So they're going to slap Kavanaugh with a fake rape allegation? Is that what we're going to do? Is that the same thing? Is not voting for somebody? Is, is that, sir, sir, excuse me, is that, is that the same thing, though? It is the same thing, because it's politics. So if, if it ain't the same thing, what are you talking about? Why, why would you bring that it up? It is the same thing, because the Republican could have voted for one of their guys. Nah, it's not, that, 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 that ain't the same thing. You can't just say, oh, well, because I don't want to vote for your guy. You're going to hit me with a fake um, sexual assault allegation and well, drag, and drag, and drag some lady out there and put her on the cover of Time magazine. That ain't the same thing. Stop playing games. 
Well, it wasn't fake because the girl said that she that he did something. They didn't know what they did. They it was it was fake. They they it was fake. No, no. Did, did he did he no, did he ever get did he ever get convicted? Was there ever a trial? Was there ever no, a charge? No, doesn't mean that it was you didn't fake. do it because you don't get convicted. Yes, nah, it wasn't even the charge. It wasn't even the trial. But, it was fake. Anthony, 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 Anthony. It was fake. Anthony, Anthony. I, I know, I know my name. People, I know my name. It was I'm, fake. I'm not saying that he did it or not. I'm not saying that it he wasn't did even. It, it wasn't. If if but he did something, excuse me, excuse me, sir, sir, sir. If he did something, there should have been at least a charge. There wasn't even no charges filed. When she got her big bag of money, she vanished. Never saw her again. It was Anthony, fake. Let's stop playing games. Anthony, Anthony, if the person don't don't press charges, you don't get charged. That's that's the way politics. So works. if okay, I, I so wait, no, 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 no. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. If there was no charges, then why come out and say he did it? You see what I'm saying? You well, can't. You can't, no, 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 no. You can't. You can't just say, oh, he did this to me. And well, then, and Anthony, then, so no, where, excuse me, you, excuse where, me, I'm talking. You can't just say, oh, he did this to me, and then you don't go anywhere further. You get your big bag of money, and you vanish. That's not how that works. If you say somebody did something to you, then follow through with it. If you don't want to so follow that, through, that, it, so I, 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 if you don't want to follow through with it, then don't say nothing, period. Well, but that's not, that's what I'm going anyway, back. I'm going back to the you said, point. Anyway, you said the reason why they did that is because of what it did to Garland. So you know yeah, it's fake. Exactly. Now, so exactly. now if, it, if, it was, if it was real, if it was real, then it wouldn't have been no precedent to have to have that happen. They did that because it was fake and they wanted retaliation, not because it was real. You just admitted it. But move well, on. Well, they don't they didn't move know on. it was real or not. Now, you, you, just, you already, was real or you already not. said it. You already said it because you said the reason why they did no, that I was not you, you said you mouth. said the reason why they did I, that. I, I, what, excuse I, me, I, excuse I me, sir. Excuse me, sir. You said the reason why they did that was because of retaliation. Move on. Okay, no, that's not, well, that's not true. But let's move on. Let's move on. So, so what they what they did to Trump is the is the is the impact what they did to Obama. If the if the Republicans would have act normal with Obama, they would have act probably normal with Trump. I, and I know Trump says some crazy, stupid things. That that's one of the 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 reason that they they went really hard after him. I mean, you don't call your your chief of staff a, a moron. You don't call your your uh, director of central intelligence, stupid. You don't, you don't just say those things. But that's why they went after him. You know, the guy said, you're centric. He's, 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 he's a very extremely arrogant. He doesn't listen to anyone. So that's, that was part of the, 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 the drama they have in his White House. But what they did to Obama couldn't even come close what they did to Trump. It's like, like I say, what you were doing at that time, what you were doing during the Obama administration, the Obama years, you were listening to politics, what you were doing? Well, actually, I voted for Obama the first time, and then the no, second no, time. No, no, uh, Excuse me, sir. I'm answering, excuse me, sir. I'm answering the question. Be quiet. Mm -hmm. Now, what I was doing was I voted for Obama the first time in 2008. I actually liked Obama in 2008. But then, as his presidency went on, I realized that he was not doing a very good job. I'm not trying to hear no excuses. You had two terms to do it. You had two terms to do it. I'm not trying to hear no okay. excuses. Right? And so then, so, why, why, so then why, excuse why, me, excuse why, me, Obama, excuse okay. me, quiet. In the second term, I did not like what he was doing, so I decided to go a different direction. He kind of red pilled me, really, because of his poor performance. Okay, poor performance. So, what Obama did so wrong that you didn't like? Quick. He didn't. Uh, hope and change didn't happen. The country was suffering. A lot of my friends went bankrupt. It was not a very good time. It was the economy was okay, in shambles. So. He didn't. He didn't do a good job, and he had two terms to be able to turn it around, and he didn't. So, I'm not trying to hear no You had eight years to fix it, and you didn't. So that's okay, pretty so much can that. I, can I proceed and correct you? 
Like, you, don't, you don't got to correct nothing. You don't got to correct nothing. The, the country was oh, not doing you, very you well. No, nah, you, you, you didn't talk plenty. You didn't talk a little bit too much. The point is that oh, he did not he did not do a very good job. I'm going to just make you be quiet because that's what I do because it's my show. But the point is that he did not do a very good job. I didn't like it. I voted for him the first time. I gave him a chance, but he didn't show and approve. I'm not trying to hear no excuses. Oh, they ain't want to work with him, blah, 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 blah. Everybody got that same excuse. Trump can have that same excuse too. But at the end of the day, Either you perform or you don't. And Obama didn't perform and you had two terms to do it. But thank you for the call. I appreciate it. That's enough for you tonight. All right. So, yeah, shout out to Obama. Obama, I'm not trying to excuses for Obama. Obama had two terms, eight years to be able to really show and improve, and he didn't. And I voted for the guy the first time. But by the second term, I was like, okay, this guy's not doing a very good job. So let's move forward and move on. And he kind of bread-pilled me, really. All right, so let me get to the next call here. And the number to call is 434-658-1220. Let's go 309. You're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Uh, yeah, this is John. All righty. What's going on? Uh, well, I was arguing with someone else, and uh, they brought up a good question, and I, I want to get your thoughts on it. What is a uh, a liberal? Can you define it? Oh, wow. Can I define it? That's actually a very good yeah. question. Um, a liberal is someone who believes in, let me, let me make sure I get it. Let me make sure I say this right. A liberal is someone who believes in certain values that I want to define it with using the word liberal. They, they believe in certain values that they think represent the individual liberty of a person, but these individual freedoms come at the cost sometimes of others' freedoms. They can infringe upon others' rights. They, they believe in certain core values like uh, a good example would be uh, abortion. They look at abortion as an individual liberty, although that infringes upon the rights of the unborn baby. So that's probably the way I would describe it just right now being on the spot. If I had a little bit more time, okay. I could, I can like write it down and define it a little bit better for you, but that's just me thinking right now on the show. Okay. And I heard you mention abortion and I've, I've been, you know, just kind of staying away from that for a while, letting people get their uh, feelings calmed down and all that. So about abortion, when do you think uh, a pregnancy becomes, you know, a separate human life and not just, a clump of cells in a woman's body. Conception. Conception. Oh, okay. Clear answer, I guess. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on the uh, the housing crisis in America? For you trying to buy a house today, um, how long do you think it's going to last, and what solutions do you think could be uh, could be employed? Um, the housing crisis. I think that it'll last probably like another two years, maybe. I, I think that it's being caused by supply chain shortages because people that are building, a lot of the builders are having problems with um, materials. So they can't keep up with the demand. There's a high demand for homes, but the, the, the builders can't keep up with the demand because they can't really get the materials sourced. And if they are able to get materials, it's going to cost a lot because it's a low supply. That's driving the price up. People have a lot of money because of the low supply. That's driving the price up. So low, low supply of homes, low supply of materials, that's all driving the price high. 
low supply. Um, and I think the thing that would solve it would be just the, 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 the demand going down. When people are able to buy homes or they're able to get an apartment, that'll, that'll drive it down. Um, if the recession worsens or becomes apparent, people won't be able to afford homes. As interest rates keeps rising, as uh, the rates for homes keep rising, that's going to de- that's going to decrease the demand. People are not going to be able to afford it, so that'll eventually kind of kill it. That'll, that'll kind of pop the bubble. Uh, the only thing that you could do, only thing you could do to solve it really would be to have the bubble popped. Once the bubble gets popped, the prices go down, and you have a lot of the builders able to come back and rebuild the supply. That'll solve it. But until then, it's going to be raging on. Okay. Uh, the next thing is, uh, what was it? Uh, the rate of, uh, of uh, Americans that, that graduate high school, how many of them graduate college? And do you think America is falling behind other countries uh, in terms of education for, for youth and whatnot? Oh, but we're, definitely, we're definitely behind a lot of other countries as far as education because just K through 12, I think we focus too much on social issues, LGBT stuff, and just trying to indoctrinate children rather than trying to educate them properly. And there's also, uh, there's a diminishing amount of special, I'm going to say special education. That's not the correct word. There's a diminishing number of um, higher education programs in K through 12. So a lot of your, your AP math, AP English, a lot of those programs are going away because of equity trying to have equality among all students, which is not really possible, you are sacrificing a lot of your higher educated, a lot of your more talented students. They're going to suffer as a result. So when these children go out into the college pool, they're going to be at a disadvantage, especially when talking about the foreign kids, because they're going to be in the same classes with a lot of these Indian kids, Chinese kids, African, Nigerian kids. They're going to be way above them because they didn't have this whole thing of, being held back at an early age because of equity with other students. They were encouraged to do well. They were encouraged to go forward and get into the advanced classes and study very hard. So we're going to be behind a lot of these kids that are coming over here a lot of times to, for finishing purposes to go to a higher level. So we're definitely behind a lot of other countries when you're talking about education. Any other uh, ideas for how to solve that or try to address it? You got to bring back a lot of these higher education, a um, lot, lot of these uh, higher skilled programs. Stop trying to um, engage in the whole equity thing. Just stop trying to have all the social justice stuff be fore and center and have education be fore and center. That's what needs to happen. And also, I, w- I would suggest maybe sometimes year-round school, uh, better access to other schools, school choice, things of that nature. Just make education more available. The way it is right now, what we have is a lot of indoctrination and less education. And we need to flip that in order to have our kids be better prepared on an international level to compete. Okay. Uh, my next question is about the U S military. Uh, there's a lot of concerns about mental health. How would you suggest that uh, mental health services would be provided without people gaming the system and just, you know, exploiting it? Well, first of all, when you're talking about mental health in the military, People need to be screened before they get into the military because it's, it's kind of a two-part thing. If you go into the military with mental health, health problems, you shouldn't be allowed in. 
really. You need to take care of that outside the military. Now, if you are in the military and you develop PTSD, things of that nature, now you need to have a strong VA system that's able to do with that. Okay, definitely have that be the case because you don't want to leave a wounded warrior mentally out there with no ability to handle what they got going on. But definitely screen people before they get to the military the same kind of way you would screen someone that may try to take advantage of the system to try and get a sex change and things of that nature. Um, a, a sex change shouldn't be considered something that is mental health because that, that's how they do. You know, They say, okay, I have gender dysphoria, therefore the way to fix it would be a free sex change. Let's not have that in the military. Let's have genuine cases of mental health like PTSD. Let's have that be focused on rather than getting free sex changes in the military. Yeah. And I know, I know a lot of people overlook it, but I think breakdowns from just high amounts of stress is a common problem too. It's just a lot of people just don't know how to deal with it. Right. Um, and put that in combination with the, the lack of sleep a lot of times. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, uh, that's all I really have for you. Well, thank you for the call, man. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks for your time, man. Bye. All right. Shout out to the caller. Let's get to some more here. Call the online speaker to seven, two, seven. Hi, my name is Tanisha from Florida. I'm not sure if you can even hear me clearly. Um, my service is not too good. Um, you're, you're good. Are you like laying down or something? You sound, you sound like you kind of like muffled a little bit. Um, let me see if, it can, if I can get it to be a little better. Um, hopefully, I'm using my headphones. So let me... Yeah, if you could take that off and just speak to um, the phone normally, it'd probably be a little bit better because you sound, you sound a little bit muffled. Okay. Is this any better? Much better. All right. Great. Um, now, I don't want to take up too much time, so I'm wondering if you can just um, possibly answer this question, um, and then I can go ahead and, and hang up because I know my service is not the best. Um, my question is, um, are Sundown Towns still a thing? And also, if you could explain just a little bit more what a Sundown Town is. Um, I'm new to um, the, I guess, rec Republican way of thinking, and I'm just starting to learn about some of these things, and I'm not quite sure what it is. Um, so I just want to thank you for taking that time to answer the question, and um, I hope you continue to have a good night. Thank you for your call. I appreciate you. I answer your question off the air. Thank you. Mm -hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. Bye. All right. So sundown towns, her question was, um, I guess what are sundown towns and do they still exist? So a sundown town is a particular place. It could be anywhere in the country where if you are not from around there, you need to be gone by sundown. And I guess one of the main things is that it's like a racist thing. Uh, certain parts of the country, if you're a black person and you're there after a certain time, it could be dangerous for you. Um, I don't really know if they actually exist. I've heard they exist. I've never really come across a sundown town. And I didn't been in a lot of places. West Virginia, obviously, that's where I was born. I got a lot of family out there. I know some parts of West Virginia you dare, you dare not go at any point in time, especially not after dark. And it's not necessarily that it's a racist thing. It's just that it's kind of dangerous and the, the thing about sundown towns that kind of perplexes me is when I hear about it, it's always framed in the racist thing. Like if you are a black person, don't go to that particular place after a certain time of night, or it could be dangerous for you. 
but I never hear about places in the black community you dare not go after night. Okay, I know certain spots here where I'm not going in the daytime, let alone at night. I'm just not going to go. West Virginia, you got certain spots called hollers, right? Little hollers in the mountain, little little cracks in the mountain people live in. So you could be driving and you got always mountainsides everywhere. And there's like little creeks or creeks. It got little creeks and it's like a little road right there in the mountain. And there'd be a few houses in there, some trailers. Don't go in there. Just don't do it to yourself because that could be dangerous. If you black, white, Puerto Rican candy stripe, don't do it. If they don't know you in that creek, you might, it's just going to be bad. It's the same thing for some of these uh, these urban neighborhoods. Um, certain parts of the city not going to go in. Some of these projects where they got one way in, one way out. Don't do it to yourself. So I, to answer the question, I think that there may be some sundown towns, but I don't like the way it's framed when they think that it's just like a white place you can't go to if you're black because it's a lot of towns, a lot of little neighborhoods you can't go into, and it don't matter what your color is. It don't matter. You could be black, white, whatever. Don't go in there because it's dangerous, period. So hopefully that answers the question. But there are some places like that that exist in America. But I don't like the framing of it where it's just one race. That's that's old school way of thinking. It's not like that no more. It's, def- it's definitely like that anymore. 815, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hi, Bill. Hello, who am I speaking to? My name's Sherry. I've been uh, watching you for a long time. I'm glad to get through. Well, glad to have you. What's going on? Well, I have a question and like to hear your uh, two cents about it with the WHO and uh, what they're trying to do to take away our sovereignty. What are your thoughts about that? Is that going to go through or what do you have to say about that? I don't see that happening because you're trying to take away the United States sovereignty. There's still the American people to deal with. And a lot of us are armed. Millions of us, millions of us are armed. So I don't see that actually happening in reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, it, you know, there's just a lot going on in this world. It's hard to keep up with. And, you know, it's nice to have someone like you that we could talk to. And, you know, get your opinion on everything. So I really do appreciate you taking my call. This is the first time I got through. So I appreciate everything you do. I just want to say thank you. Well, thank you for the call. I appreciate you. You're welcome. Have a good night. Same to you now. Thank you. All right. Shout out to the caller. But, yeah, I've been hearing about that whole thing with the WHO trying to take our sovereignty at... I don't really see that happening because we got to think about, okay, we still are American people, right? And we still got guns, allegedly. I used to have guns back in the day, but y'all know what happened. But how are you really going to just bypass that? I don't think that's really possible from my point of view. Call on line 52727. Oh, hello. Can you hear me? I, I do hear you, but I'm hearing some background noise. Turn your speakers on the background for me, please. Yeah, you shut off just. Um, I muted the your website. I was calling um, about Bill Maher. I've been watching him since 1993, <clears throat> politically incorrect. And I've noticed it's a pattern that he um, 
when it's not election season, he'll broaden his audience by speaking more to libertarians and conservatives, Republicans, etc. And then when it's election, and um, he just goes right back to spoon feeding the uh, woke liberalism. He makes twenty six million a year apparently from HBO. So I guess I can't fault him. He has to broaden the audience to earn that kind of income. But uh, I think it's completely disingenuous. But the populace seems to buy it. And uh, the first 10 years of his show, my humble opinion, he always said he was a libertarian. And uh, I thought it was a great show. Now, when he has on an occasional guest that makes sense, you won't see that come the election time. But uh, anyhow, Anthony, you have a great evening, and I sure enjoy your show. And thanks for taking my call. Thank you for the call. Appreciate you. You're welcome. Okay, so that's that's a pattern, huh? That Bill Maher does. He'll he'll reach out to the center, I guess you would say, to gain more of an audience in an off election year, and then when it comes to election, all of a sudden now he's going right back to the same old woke stuff. Okay. I, I, I see the game. It makes sense. That makes sense. All right, let's go. 832, you're in the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, ABL, long-time listener, well, occasional caller. I just want to keep rules short, just one question. Um, I was wondering, are you still married? We, we don't hear you mention too much well, about we, your we, we, we about we not We're not going to talk about that. Okay, understood. All right, thank you. Thank you for the call. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's weird. I I don't know. We talking about personal stuff like that. I kind of like don't like talking about it. If I'm a, if I'm gonna tell you guys something like that to where it's like really weird, I'll let you guys know. But I don't like nobody trying to ask a question I haven't said nothing about. So as far as you guys know, ain't nothing going on. Ain't no ain't no problems. All right, let's get to some more calls here. All right, Tyler, what's going on? Hey, Anthony. Hey, uh, one thing I was kind of concerned about this week, it seems like uh, with Bronny James, I don't know if you paid attention to that. I didn't get to see if you did a video on it. Now, I've, I've been watching that whole situation unfold. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, I'm, I'm 48 and like as redneck as can be. I grew up in a real redneck area here in Southwest Ohio, AKA North Tucky. And I know about sundown towns and all that kind of stuff, but I've been married to a black woman for going on almost 25 years, two grown kids, almost good kids. And I think it's a sad day in America. And if I ever thought I had to worry about someone worrying about who I want to date, who you want to date or marry, I mean, it just says a lot about the hate coming from the left. And just to be honest, coming coming from, I don't believe it's the majority, but there is an element that have totally fallen into CNN's ideology of hating white folks. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, that whole thing is, is really crazy. And it's weird because they the people that complain about a lot of this stuff, they 
a lot of them are married to different races of people. So I'm like, I don't, I don't really get it. Your Don Lemons and everybody, they're all interracially married. So it's like, why don't you just embrace what you guys enjoy? I, I just don't really understand that those that want to attack Bronnie for his decision, a lot of them are the same exact way. It's, it's so weird. And I think it's just an attack on heterosexual people because um, Dwayne Wade's son, who identifies as yep. transgender, came out on that picture with the white young lady that identifies as a male, I guess. But nobody said anything about the interracial part of it. They were just trying to cheer him on because he's LGBT. But if he was a straight male, then it would be a problem because of the race involved. So they, they pick and choose what they want to be upset about at certain times when the person does not fit their narrative about what they want. Yeah, it's it's real perplexing because each one of, I mean, from, you know, Lightfoot to all the Wokies that, you know, spout this anti-white rhetoric, they're all with white people. Like yeah. you said, Don Lemon. That's right. It's, it's just totally bizarre. I just wish they knew how dangerous this would be. Like I said, I mean, I, I've, I've had two experiences where white folks have maybe said something in my life. I'm not really the type of person, you know, my old lady either. Like, we ain't really nobody to mess with. But, uh, you know, most of it's always been when I was in South Carolina in the deep south when I lived from black folks that had a problem with us or said something to her. Right. You know, it's it's never been for white people. Most of the poor white folks I'm around here, I mean, there's so many people that are married to black folks. There's people married to Mexican. I mean, who cares? I mean, it's just, I never thought we'd get this way. And uh, just making sure I'm not going crazy. Sometimes it just, it, it's scary out here. I just thought LeBron James' son could, you know, date whoever in the world he wants. He's in Beverly Hills. He's going to be around everybody. That's that's right. I mean, that that's the way it should be. And he's a young man. Just just let him do what he wants to do. I mean, who cares? Like, we're supposed to be in a post-racial society. We shouldn't be up on this, oh, you can't date that. You can't, man, people do whatever they want. I, I'm glad the young man is uh, not out here like Dwayne Wade's son. That's what I'm more proud of, that they're not right. trying to force him to be something. I, I'm proud of that. I don't care about the color of his young lady that he goes on the prom date with. Who cares? Yeah, like you said, that that's a, could be an attack. There could be a, a hidden agenda for sure on that. But That's right. All right, well, hey, just trying to stay sane with you both. Keep on moving. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate you. All right, bro. Take care, Amy. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm proud of um, Ronnie James for just being a regular heterosexual. I think it's more of an attack on him being heterosexual. You know, a lot of these people don't like heterosexual men. That's really what you got to keep your eye on. They don't like heterosexual. Just like, on, excuse me, I was, I heard that, um, I heard that uh, on CNN, you can't go on there if you're a heterosexual black male. You got to be down with the LGBT. That's, that's just what it is. That's what I heard. That's what a certain somebody said. I think even I think Roland Martin said that. Okay, and I I I don't tend to necessarily disbelieve him. Five one two, you're online. I'm speaking to. Hello. Yes, can you hear me? Yeah, this is. I can hear you. All righty, what's going on? You're li you're live on an air. Oh my gosh, this is. I'm sorry. Um, I'm really excited. This is my first time calling. Well, I'm glad you got through. So what's on your mind? Um, well, um, I'm going to give you an alias name. Um, my name's going to be Amanda. I currently live in Shanghai, and I've been listening to you for about two years. 
Oh wow! Well, thank you for calling all the way from uh, from China. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's crazy. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I just want to know um, um, what are what are the thoughts and uh, sentiments from people back home? Because um, I'm from the U.S., I'm from Texas. Of what's going on here in Shanghai? Well, I mean. I think what you're referring to is like the lockdowns. Is that is that happening right now in Shanghai? Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, it's been about uh, we're almost near sixty days of lockdown, um, and these are very strict lockdowns. These are not the type of lockdowns where you can just leave your house whenever you want. Um, it's tightly controlled. Um, uh, there's so much to explain. I mean, it's it's just such a a very complex situation, especially with the 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 foreign community here. Um, we obviously talk amongst ourselves, and we all find the the system that they're the the zero COVID policy to be absolutely ridiculous. We, there's no logic. Um, no one knows, and the the answers are really uncertain. You if you ask somebody. A person in position of power, they don't know. They have to ask their boss, and it's kind of like a, a chain of command. And it's just, it's just a mess. Um, you know, the the last thing that we heard is that things were going to get better June first, and you know that that when that date is slowly approaching, but nothing has really changed. I woke up this morning, woken up this morning again by the people in the. In the suits, which we call them thabais, which means big whites, they wake us up every morning to go take the test, and we just basically just sit here and wait and hope for the best. And um, yeah, it's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. So I, I just have a lot of questions <laughs> because my my thing is okay. Shanghai is a very big city. You're talking about bigger than most U.S. states. You're talking about what like. 30 million people, 40 million people, something like that. Is that how big Shanghai is? Um, I think it's, it's usually it's either stated 25 to 26 million people. That's a lot of people. I mean, um, like New York city, for example, is like 8 million. So that's, that's a very, very big city. And my thing is with such strict lockdowns, how do you have any productivity? How are they producing food? How are you guys able to live like that in such a congested place on a complete lockdown? And, and that's, that's, that, these are the questions that we ask as well. And, um, you know, and there's been cases of, of, of corruption within communities or within compounds. Um, you know, the, the authorities or the leaders within these communities and lock and compounds, they've been, they've been caught confiscating the food that was supposed to be distributed amongst the citizens. And they sell the, that food um, to, they sell that food at a marked up price to other other people that are willing to pay for that food and wow. um and the people have gotten angry that you know there's been quite a few videos of people protesting and revolting and getting upset but then once the police comes arrives to the communities then that gets shut down really quick wow and um, you know yeah and then you have to realize you know the chinese community i mean they live in a system they're used to this type of system they're used of they just listen and they comply it's not the way that we were raised that we see something wrong we don't agree with something we say how we feel we protest and we 
do what we can to make a change. But these people, they can tolerate, they can take, 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 take. And I don't know, it's, you know, been two months and we don't know how much longer this is going to take or this is going to last. And, you know, people are really on edge. You know, there's been suicides. Um, there's been people that have passed away because they're not able to get the proper medical care because you need to have special permission to leave the compound. It's, um, you know, my, my husband's Chinese, so I want to leave as well, but he can't leave. Um, it's very, it's makes, it makes the situation more complicated because now they're placing even stricter restrictions on the Chinese people themselves, on them to leave China. They want to leave there. They want to immigrate um, to another country. You know, some Chinese people have had their passports cut up or they get rejected to renew their passports. So it's, it's just crazy. I never thought it was going to be like this. Yeah, that sounds, but, that sounds pretty bad. It's kind of like North Korea a little bit where you can't leave or you got to try to escape. Yeah, and you know what? And on you know on the Chinese uh, platforms, some Chinese uh, um, netizens have even said this is our country is becoming North like North Korea. And you know the the any of these negative comments or um, feedback of the, of what's happening here, it gets automatically deleted from WeChat or Weibo, which is like the the popular social platforms here in China. And you know, and I. I you know, I, I find comfort talking to the other foreign expats that are here living in China with me because I feel like they truly know what's going on. And if I try to explain to friends or family back home, it's kind of there's still a disconnect because I can only explain so much what's happening. But they don't exactly know. They don't exactly understand. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm nervous. But um, it's just a lot just a lot um but there's been a a, a lot of um a lot of the the expat community is leaving um i have i have a, a few friends living leaving china uh next month and july uh, for good for good yeah um and it's really unfortunate it's really unfortunate because you know i i really enjoy enjoyed my time here but this whole lockdown and this authoritarian system that they have going on, especially with the zero COVID policy. It's just made me have this disdain for this place. I can't help but feel like so negative every single day. It's, it's terrible. And yeah, I mean, I'm just, um, I know there's a lot of things going on back home, but um, enjoy your freedom. Definitely. Absolutely. That's, that's one thing that we take for granted sometimes. Well, all the time here and in states, but we got to take it seriously because freedom is not free and it's very expensive all over the world and people can't afford it all the time. So I thank you for your call. I appreciate you. Yeah, thank you. Wow. Yeah, that's 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 a rough one. So hopefully, caller... From Shanghai, hopefully you're able to stay safe over there because I know that's a lot. I know it could be kind of rough to even speak like that because you get the people listening. So hopefully you're you're safe and hopefully you and your husband are able to escape. If if you guys didn't catch it, the reason why she's over there, she has a Chinese husband. You understand? So he might not be able to just to pack up and leave because now they're starting to put the people of the Chinese citizens on restrictions where they can't just go wherever they want to go. 
that's crazy, man. Shanghai, 25 million people on the low end. That's a lot of people. New York, like I said, New York City, 8 million people. So imagine New York City times three in one spot, and they're all on lockdown. How do you, that's like as big as some states. That's bigger than, I think, Georgia. If one city. It's, it's crazy. But actually, that'd be a wrap for me. We're past 11 o'clock. Thank you guys for being here. Couldn't do it without y'all. I'll be back live again on Wednesday, of course. I'm here every Wednesday and Saturday live. And I'm here pretty much every day except for Sunday putting out pre-recorded content. But that'll be a wrap for me. Thank you to everybody for being here. You guys are the best audience anywhere on the internet. If you enjoyed tonight's show, please give the video a thumbs up. If you're not subscribed to the channel, please do that as well. Shout out to the moderators, keeping the, the, the chat nice and calm and cool and collected. I appreciate you guys doing what you do all the time. I couldn't do the show without y'all. I got a few super chats to read right here. And then I wrap it on up, put the bow clean on top. All right. I don't censor content. I'm, I'm, I, I got everything out there. And then my, my website is definitely uncensored. They can't touch that. All right. Okay. So let me go ahead and read the supers here. Um, Eric Barnes Marsh says, I'm attracted to deep dish pizza. I'm pansexual. Hilarious. They get to Leo Mazzino who says, do you believe in the flat tax? I think so. I think so. I think that makes the most sense. They get to Pamela White who says, your form really gives a temperature of how informed and sadly uninformed Americans are to the successes of mainstream media. Great work, ABL. Appreciate it. Thank you for that. Thank you to... Uh, Farna Fay, who says, good example of Me Too finally ending is a Johnny Depp trial. Saw the whole thing, and I, if anyone still believes Amber, they're legit crazy. Justice for um, Johnny Depp. Thank you to Santo Bartes for being a longtime member and also for saying thanks for the best show on the internet. Thank you all for being here. You guys are the best audience anywhere on the internet. But that'd be a wrap for me. So until next time, y'all be safe. I'm out. And peace.